Let me tell you about my best friend. My best friend, Janelle Banks. It's episode 117. She's my best friend. All right. Janelle Banks uh, nominated as best local stand-up comedian for the Pitch Awards this year. Uh, We don't have the results just yet for any of that. So stay tuned for all that. However, I got her on the podcast and me and her hit it off. Had a really good time. I love having comics on. I mean, like I, mean, I love laughing or learning, right? And I'm laughing with these people all the time. Love comics. Great episode 117. Janelle Banks, uh, Miss Just Laugh on Instagram. I'll post all that stuff. Find it. Listen to it. You guys are gonna have a good time with this episode. Uh, what more can I say? Why waste the time? Get started with this fun one. marks and tattoos yeah what do you got around what's this necklace i just now noticed yes these are some stones this is a unicorn stone and this is pyrite um so all about energy and projecting good energy and creative energy and creative spaces oh you're one of those uh energy people that believes in like stones and crystals i just did it i just got into it because of the pandemic you gotta believe in something you gotta you know and nothing you've believed in has worked so far so you're like fuck it let um, me throw some crystals i just into wanted the mix. to be stronger um i think i'm very strong in faith and it has got me through but um i just wanted to look at you know some other forms of energy and light um just because i feel like i'm a super empath and so oh yes i am an empath to the 10th power um so uh the stones i think are kind of a physical and a metaphoric reminder to like block it that's interesting mm-hmm. you just made me think about crystals in a whole new way like yeah. a completely different way like mm-hmm. i don't necessarily laugh at them but i certainly don't believe mm-hmm. that minerals give any kind of power i just i i don't believe in that i, I believe in science mm-hmm. however the science part that i believe in that is the part where you're where you're looking at it and it's just like a reminder mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it just if it triggers something in your head to think about that mm-hmm. or think more positive and that's where where that science could kind of meet the woo woo. Yeah, that's okay. why I, you I sold look, me. Yeah, I look at crystals. I get crystals that are all about <coughs> um, protecting or warding off negative energy or just filling other people's energy. Um, and crystals in regards to like um, just boosting positivity and creativity. You know, being a comic, I find I always have to be creative in some type of light and perspective. So it's kind of like, even though it's a rock, but it's like, you look at it and you're like, move your ass, Janelle, get it together. So yeah, it's beautiful. Like I said, you really did. Like you see, I have a couple crystals here Mm -hmm, that have been mm -hmm. given to me. Yes. And they mean different things. And I mean, they haven't so far caused anything negative to happen to me. 
Absolutely. I'm trying to, I was trying to figure out, I was like, is that a quartz or amethyst? Which one? The purple? The, the purple. It looks like an ameth- amethyst kind of, oh, or a no. quartz. And then I think that might be a form of citrine, the bigger I one. I think that's salt. Salt? Okay. I think well. that's salt. I don't know what this purple one is. I forgot. I'll have to ask my buddy. Okay. And I had another one, but I lost it at my first live event that I did. Okay. I'm going to get uh, you another have. one. I'm yeah. Uh, that'd be dope. Janelle Banks we have here. We just started talking. Uh, you are a comic. Mm-hmm. Not only are you a comic, but you were nominated for Best Local Stand-Up yes. for The Pitch. Yes. Congratulations Thank on that. Thank you. Thank you. How yeah. did that happen, you know? Did, um, you, did you campaign for it? Did you ask people? Like, did you? Was that something you were seeking? So I honestly did not know that that... I knew they had a lot of categories, and I felt like I never had seen that category. So the last day of nominations, ironically, um, I was just like, I text a lot of friends and ask people on social media, like, you know, if you've seen me, hey, like, please nominate me because I work hard. Um, but I had just recently won runner up in Kansas City Magazine. Oh, nice. Um, best of Casey. So I was like... I should try to aim for the pitch. I could do, you know, because the pitch is just, I mean, it's a staple in Kansas yes, City, you know. Yes, so, the pitch is a yeah, legend. Exactly. So I was like, just to have my name on that, I would like, I could die and Fuck be Kansas totally City Magazine. fine. Can I just say that real quick? <laughs> oh, no. Fuck I, Kansas City Magazine. <laughs> well, I listen, I. I don't, I don't like their voting. I don't like their best of. I think it's bullshit i think it's a mm. sham i wish it would go away i think they're copping i think they're biting the pitch and i'm I'm not down with it and i think the way they do it is garbage well except for that best local comic category um everything else can burn down <laughs> I, mean, <that's, laughs> I mean that's just my opinion yeah man yeah. I, you can have it you can you, you got it dude you persuaded <laughs> me however if if you won it or do win it next year i think that's awesome and i'm not going to disparage it. i think it's cool mm-hmm uh, but yeah, the pitch is where it's at, right? Yes. Um, I'm just thankful that people, you know, have acknowledged uh, my comedy. Just I've been at the uh, comedy club of KC and Improv for the last couple of years, just grinding it out, and so and oh, yeah. just across the country. <laughs> I'm not just a comic, you know. I live here, but I do comedy everywhere. So yeah. Well, I'm sorry I didn't get you on before the end of voting because mm-hmm. oh, we, we scheduled this before nominations even came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when they came out, I was like, oh, cool. Like You got nominated. I was like, sweet. Um, however, Brandon Patrick, mm-hmm. friend of mine, friend yes. of the show, yes, uh, he wants you to win. Yes. Big time. I don't know if you saw that or heard I that. I did. Okay. Okay. I did. I was on the road and I'm like, oh, Brandon spoke of me and that now I feel like an angel <laughs> I do he's a brand is very picky with his words he, he is <laughs> he's a big fan of yours that's awesome that's awesome big fan of yours that's awesome that's yeah. good to know yeah he told some good st- he told yeah we had a um the first time we worked together yeah he told you guys a- had a little bit of beef um, I that, think that's on, is it, yeah, this one off on purpose. Oh no, I just have a big head. It's because the bun. Um, no, I mean the air part. Like you got it. Oh, am I? I didn't know. I didn't even notice. Yeah, flip oh, the yeah. like. See, you have it like this. Oh, I didn't even know. Oh, it's gonna sound much. Even, oh yeah. 
Oh, duh. How's that sound? Oh, my God. Hey. Duh. <laughs> um, so stupid, y'all. Um, and then I'm nervous. I just You're nervous? nervous? I always get nervous when I'm like in a situation where I have to speak on a microphone, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. That makes such a difference because I'm like, mm, why is that so? Yeah. To make... those of you listening at home, she only had one ear, ear, what are these called? Headphones. Yeah. Only one ear on and the other ear was accidentally off. Yeah. Now she got both plugged in. Yeah, now I right. the jazz. I want to hear your Brandon Patrick story. Because he told me you guys had uh, maybe not necessarily beef, but mm-hmm. you guys were not fans of each other. Like You guys did not kind of get along for quite a while. Um, You know how it started? Do you want to? I don't. Like, <clears throat> with comedy, it's weird here. I love every comedian here. And I know it comes off as I don't. But I do. Um, But, you know, it's. I guess we're competitive. I don't know. And there's a a kind of a divide in comedy here. There's, you know, these guys on this side, these guys on that side. Um, And I guess he was just on the other side of those guys. I never really had an issue with him. I think I just felt kind of butthurt because that side of wherever he was on, it's like they didn't acknowledge me as a comic here, you know, and I'm like, dude, I'm funny and I'm, you know, I'm working the same circuit. Y'all are like, be nice to me. And I don't think it was like, I didn't really have a personal thing against him. I just thought, you know, since he was with this group of guys that, you know, he didn't really like me, but I think, you know, you always hear hearsay and maybe it was something said about me or, um, I think it was a question of why do I get certain comedy opportunities? And I was just like, why would he question that? Like, I'm funny. He has to. But I think Brandon had never seen me perform, you know, before then. So he had no idea. And then we got put on a show together and he was like, okay, you're funny. You're kind of, you made me giggle. And I was like, oh, okay. And we had, I hopped together and we're better now, you know? Yeah. No, that's what he says. He's like, yeah. He's like, after that, you guys had a night at, was it IHOP? Yeah, we yeah. had a very traumatic life, uh, just life thought provoking night at IHOP. Um, Whoa, what happened? Um, well, <clears throat> we had a phenomenal weekend of comedy with the legendary Rodney Perry. Um, and we decided, you know, improv food's not good enough. We got to get some brunch at midnight or one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, whatever. So when we get to the IHOP, there's literally a sign on the door. And I believe it was handwritten, if I'm not mistaken, that was like, there's going to be a wait. Um, we are, I don't know. It, it didn't say it like that. It was very like chicken scratch. Y'all gonna wait. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. So we like, we were like, nah, we're good. But Rodney Perry was like, nah, we gotta, like, we're comedians. We gotta experience this. Like, we gotta see why it's gonna be a wait. So we go in and basically the manager comes out and gives us the tea. She's just like, yeah, there's a two hour wait because such and such quit. There was an altercation tonight. Two people got into it on the staff because they're dating. And I mean, just gave us the full. So we were invested at this point. So then we became the gatekeepers. Anytime anybody walked in, we explained to them, (laughs) hey, if you want to wait it out with us, we're famous. So it'll be fun. Or you cannot wait and go to all the other IHOPs in Kansas City right. <laughs> um, or the Waffle House. Waffle or House, that's where I'm going. Exactly. Um, and it just like every moment in the IHOP got just 
it just it upped this Annie every time, you know, from we literally waited, I think, like an hour and a half or two hours. Um, but we were entertained. We entertained ourselves. And it was like an altercation in the restaurant. And I don't I don't think it was like patrons of the restaurant. I think it was the staff. Oh, so there was so like good. another fight. And so then when we finally, you know, was seated, the waiter that we had came in and just kind of gave us the back scoop of what happened. Cause I think he was also dating somebody on the staff. And so he get you know, so of course That's so rampant among restaurants. Staff's always dating each other and impregnating each other. I've worked at many restaurants listen, and they're just they're all they're all having sex and making babies. The I hop off of uh, whatever said location. I don't even want to give their location. Why not? I, I don't want corporate to know that's what's happening. Because I corporate. Who do you after, work for? Listen. Who do you work for? <laughs> right. <Janelle? laughs> after Come on, you owe I hop money. Like, which location? I'm people want to go see. People are going to want to go to this and see. <laughs> you're going to tell the story. We want to go to the scene of the crime. It is the uh, what is that? 64th Street off of 29. Okay. So yeah. So so way up, up north. north yeah so um extreme um so after we were seated we 72nd got, street maybe or 60 64 it's 60 uh, i think it's 64 street okay up towards the airport mm-hmm. yeah. but like yeah like a little like uh before, before berry road before, before berry road yeah like the exit uh, before so, berry road like, probably yeah two exits before berry road a couple exits before like that in yeah. a tub yeah. 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 I know where I know exactly yeah. where that I yeah. is. Exactly. Yes. And it's like you just want to just keep driving north and go to that Waffle House instead, yeah. <laughs> girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, the waiter gave us the scoop. We waited forever for our burn food. One of the people that was with us actually got food poisoning. So that's another side story. Like the IHOP story never ends. Um and it like we were well, so your waiter comes and tells you that what's going on what's going on it's like well he was telling us the backstory and then why he got into it with his ex or whatever who also worked in the kitchen and he explained to us what happened in the altercation we watched while we were waiting in the lobby like he gave us the backstory of that um then this is where it just got this is what took the night away i think this is when me and brandon were like we're we're locked into this for life. We will always have this bond. Um, the the manager then comes to our table and it was like I was like, is this cheers? Do we know you? Because she told us her whole entire life and told us about her children and how she has a child who is autistic. And I love autistic children. I love I I don't think they're anything different there. I love them. It's I whatever. Anyways, she goes on this story about how she has to hide syrup because he eats syrup <laughs> like constantly and she buys it by the gallon because oh, he likes syrup just chugs it and then they have you know she has hey, mom a lot can of i kids. have a glass of syrup please <clears throat> yes and so her kid is an extreme syrup eater and at the time we're at the table i think some of us had items that require syrup but we had a friend who was eating her pancakes with peanut butter. So that's what made it even more interesting. People like, do that. I've seen yeah, that. I've I seen like that. pancakes with peanut butter as well. And so we're looking at her like a serial killer because we needed something to distract us from this lady telling us this 
30, 40 minute story about her children. And oh, this she held you hostage. Cloth. She literally, and I was like, why would, there's background music oh. in the speakers and we're at a table. It's like six of us. We don't need your conversation because it was just at, like, she was like, are y'all doing good? You know, she came to check on us, apologize for the wait and like update us. Everything's good in the kitchen. We're catching up because we don't have any customers. Um, so I'm just like, well, why are my chicken tenders? Mine? But that's not an issue. I'm not even, I don't care at this point, but oh, I just sent them back. Well, I just sent them back, create a little bit more drama back there. I mean, you know, you know, after doing talk a little shit about them five shows hey, is there someone comedy out, is there someone out there that can cook these better than the last person just me, start these little seeds of like yeah, negativity no. back to just make it worse let me tell you <laughs> uh comedy is a very like it's the anarchist in me it's it's a long job people don't understand that like we before we go on stage there's preparation you know if the show starts at 7 30 then i'm in the mindset of getting ready probably around 2 to 4 30 that day i probably actually physically am rushing to get ready between five then i gotta commute to the venue which is 30 miles away from me physically so a show starts and we have two shows that night they wrap up about 12 30 the improv closes at one and then we go out to eat, you know, mm-hmm. or go out for drinks. So it's three thirty in the morning and you've been doing this for three days straight. I'm not sending nobody back to that kitchen. That's fine. I'm gonna go home and go to bed. Okay. <laughs> I'm done so, when I just give me my food and yep. some protein. I'm, I'm gonna eat, eat this I'm toast. Going to, I'm yep. going to bed. Yep, I'm, I'm gonna done. eat this toast. So it was. I mean, that's how we became friends. I guess it was just. I you know it was a respect for us as comics. Yeah. Um, we both seen each other because that was just a weird weekend of comedy for me. Um, one of the guys that I was originally on the show with before Brandon, we we were arch enemies, and you know it's just. As a comic, you have to have professionalism. You know, you have to work with people that you don't get along with. And this person got food poisoning in the middle of us working together. And they literally got sick in the green room. And instead of like being a douchebag, I'm like trying to get them, you know, uh, medicine. You know, I'm rubbing their back while they're throwing up, getting cold towels and trying to help them. I'm a nice person. I'm just, I'm I'm like everybody's auntie, you know, and trying to get them ginger ale and like trying to pep talk them. Like you got to suck this up and, we got another show, you know, and uh, then Janelle, I, even offered, I love you. You're beautiful. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. I even offered to sell his merch for him while he was dead in the green room. Nice. So I'm a nice person. That's Hell why yeah. I try to tell all comedians, <clears throat> you may catch me on a really bitchy day, but I'm a good person. I'm a nice, I'm a Libra. Yeah. I don't know much about that. You, well, of course you're into horoscope stuff or, or astrology. Mm-hmm. You're into crystals, astrology. Yes. Um, have you probably go to a palm reader once a week? No, <laughs> I don't. Don't girl, don't tell me what's gonna happen next week. I think I overthink. <laughs> I don't want to know the future. What do you think about uh, spirits and ghosts and stuff like that? You into that? You believe in that? I, I don't. It, I can't because I'm too scary in a sense. But I do believe in like spiritual. Like, um, I just believe that maybe your past family members or friends possibly protect you, but not necessarily just like these spirits or ghosts or whatever. You don't believe in ghosts at Mm -hmm. all or in movies, but I don't think that they're just out there wandering around. I mean, who wants to be out here? I don't think there's no ghosts since this pandemic. What if they get trapped here? 
for whatever reason. Maybe this is like a purgatory or maybe this is another dimension that they're just traveling through or s- stuck in. Well, I ain't ran into one of them yet. That's all I can say. Yeah. I'm just I mean, wondering where, where you go with I, all of the, this, you know, the yeah, stones I mean, and the I kind of believe that there is. And last week a, I had on some ghost hunters on. And, really? You know. Interesting. I mean, I believe that there's kind of a spiritual purgatory or warfare, but I think that exists in the people who are still here that believe that's where that soul is trapped we don't i mean that for for all you know you know that person could feel relieved and released regardless we don't know their you know where they lie so i can't say that it exists for a person it just exists in our mindset i think you know good answer well thank you i'll be reading yeah (laughs) i can tell (laughs) all right so brandon patrick is a big fan of yours you're Mm -hmm. a fan of him great stories there yes and then, but the person that turned me on to you mm-hmm. was uh, a, a mutual friend of ours, Alan Wayne, the prodigy. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, shout out to Alan Wayne. He kind of hooked this up, really. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, and you go way back with him too, huh? Super. the The way we met is just the strangest, but I'm glad it happened. I'm glad that he exists in my universe. He <clears throat> came into my career and my life at a very good time. So. You always need people who can motivate you and encourage you. Um, and like sometimes being a comic is like it's like an East Coast, West Coast, Biggie and Tupac situation around here. Yeah. I is mean, just, North, South. Is that how it's kind of split up here? Um, No, I think it's just a personality thing. Um, you know, okay. some people just don't like I think as a woman, I challenge the status quo. We haven't I mean, we have a lot of women in comedy here, but I think I shake it up because you can put me in any spectrum in comedy, any room, any type of audience. I mean, I do you could put me in a room with a sixty five year old and a fourteen year old and I'm gonna make them laugh at the same joke. Um I'm just I'm diverse when it comes to comedy, you know. I, I feel like I call myself Selena, like I cross over, mm-hmm. you know, and so I think that can be very um, damaging to some people's egos. They don't expect it. I came out of nowhere. So. But you've been in the game for quite a while. Like, yeah. Yeah. Ten, what, how long have you been? 10 years? Uh, Not quite. Okay. Um, I started in like 2011, late 2011 or t- 2012. Um, and then I moved away from Kansas City um, to Houston. So Ooh. I think that that's the divide that people didn't realize I existed a long time ago here. And then I just came back and came out of nowhere. How long you been doing the Kansas City? Just uh, been in Kansas City doing comedy? Um, so like since 2012. Then I came back in 2016, 17. Okay. So and yeah, then, most recently. It's yeah. The past about four, three, three, three or four years. Yeah. Okay. So... When yeah. you when you perform locally, where do you perform? Um, I feel like I have performed improv. I've, you said yes. Uh, yeah. The Uptown Arts Bar was like my start. Westport Coffee House was my real start. That's my first stage that I ever. Um, well, not the first stage, but the first stage where I was booked. Uh, the first stage ever where I ever felt comedy at was a place called. Uh, Jeez, what was it called? I can't even remember what it's called. Um, it was on 45th and Prospect. And it's like a hole in the wall club, but it was like GQ's, I believe is what it was called. And then it moved to the Westport Coffee House. And 
I mean, I've done the Buffalo Room, uh, Uptown Arts Bar. I don't know. I know the Westport Coffee House. I haven't heard of these other places. Oh, they don't. Gosh. These are like what, open mics or something. They're open mics or just spaces where people book shows. Okay. Um, out, you know, outside <clears throat> of comedy because comedy is you just don't do comedy in comedy clubs. You know, that's the goal. Um, but. You know, there's just so many spaces, coffee houses and just rooms in the back of bars. I mean, I use the uh, the pizza place in Westport is my my jam. The Casey Pizza Kitchen is like <laughs> a big room for me, you know, like I've done, you know, comedy. That's a comedy home for me in the back of a pizza spot. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So um, I've done it just every little event center and space you can imagine in Kansas city, killing the game, trying, putting in the work. I put literally, literally grind. And I work a full-time job and a very demanding full-time job. Why I travel the, I mean, the places in the festivals, the com. I do a lot of comedy festivals Ooh, as well. That'd be fun. Yeah, I do Black Girl Giggles, Black Women in Comedy Festival, um, in Brooklyn, New York, and in New Orleans oh, is Black sweet. Girl Giggles. Uh, Memphis, Memphis, Irvin, Memphis. Lord, there's a M. There's a second M in Memphis, y'all. Um, <laughs> uh, Urban Last Comedy Festival, of course, in Memphis, Tennessee. Ooh, I'd, um, be, I'd like to do that. I, I, I'm, a, I'd like to go to Memphis. I love Memphis. I um just yes, actually yeah. did a show there last weekend. It was my first show back on the road since March, and it was, it was phenomenal. I got to finally do some sightseeing and just. You want some more whiskey? I'm still working on this. It's good. It's watered down. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh-uh. The ice is melted. Uh-uh. Now, she not too up. much. Not, not too, too much. much. You tell me when. Uh, when? Okay. Okay. Brought so, to you by High West Whiskey Double mm, Rye. Okay, go good. on. It's um. So yeah, I do a lot of comedy festivals. Uh, I travel a lot. I do New York a lot. Um, I've been able to do Rodney Dangerfield's Club. Oh, cool. Um, the Broadway Comedy Club of New York. Um, so I've been able to do L.A. Uh, anywhere in between Omaha, somewhere in the middle of Ohio, like. Um, I love New Orleans. That's a good, good comedy scene for me. I love Memphis comedy scene and their their group of comics. So I travel a lot. I love doing and just meeting other comics. Um, and we like we have like I think like maybe ten women here that do comedy. So I love to go to other cities because you just got to see that representation. Um, I like to see that. So. Because every show you see in Kansas City is going to have like maybe one, if one, chick on that lineup. And I mean, unfortunately, I've been that one chick, you know. So I love to go to other cities and just see funny women. Yeah. Yeah. How many comics in Kansas City would you say there are like promising good comics? I don't know. I feel like we... All are. I mean, there's no, a group. I'm, I'm saying like like anyone that call it like you know from open micers to improv like improv. Like, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say a lot a of lot? us that well, there is. I feel like there is a, a solidarity and a fraternity. It's like we have a secret, like head nod. We know. Yeah, but are they good? The, like, like you, yeah, I, I'm sure I you feel, can respect other people. Like, yeah. I get it. We do the same thing. Head mm-hmm. nod, respect, but. Are they someone that you like 
respect as in like yeah they're funny like they're legit they're promising they could go yeah, somewhere with there's this. a group of us that i think especially uh i think there's a group of us that have been really grinding it out during this pandemic and we've kind of seen each other at shows and at performances and we're like i see you you're not afraid <laughs> you know because that was i think that's what turned real comics into real comics um and i think that's just artistry people have to realize during any pandemic and any time um, in our history where we have suffered or had a recession artists not just comics but artists period have been the most resilient individuals ever like we still I mean we are always kind of in a pandemic we always have to find ways to still be creative and move with the flow of technology or what you know people view our art as you know we're very flexible and fluid people and so I think coming out of this pandemic, it was just a group of us that were like, I don't care what you say, I'm touching this mic. You know, I didn't do it for two or three weeks straight and I went crazy. Yeah, I could do viral, you know, virtual shows, mm. but it's not, it's the energy you get from laughter. When you start to do real rooms, you realize that laughter rolls up and it rolls back yeah. to you. You know, you get in, if you don't feel that I, I mean, I can kill, I know I've killed it on virtual shows and gave people like something, but comedy, like I've, I've told people during this pandemic, we're like pastors, we're like preachers. We give people a peace of mind and solace that you won't get. And we give it to them in the verbiage that they need it in. I know if people go to church and their pastor just threw a couple of motherfuckers in the sermon, <laughs> you can relate even more, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I feel like that's what comedy does, you know, and so there's a lot of comics that they were like, fuck that. I can't, you know, Those I can be afraid. nailed him to the cross. Let me <laughs> right. Tell you Let me tell you these <laughs> Judas bitch ass, you know. So it's for me, I see a group like there are like, for instance, I know Brandon hasn't touched a lot of stages, but he knew how to go and touch people's ears. And that was a big thing, having having the common sense and having that knowledge. So that's one of the reasons I respect him. Um, Aaron Scarborough, like he is, he's a grinder and he's just, he's a creative period. He's a painter. So he understands, I think, the artistry of comedy. And we had conversations. Who is this? Um, Aaron Scarborough. He was also nominated as Best Local Comedy. Is he any good? He's good. He's good. Uh, um, and I've he's consistent. He's, <laughs> you, he's been on your show. <laughs> Shut up. Um, he's, but he's, I think he gets, like I had a conversation with him and I'm like, I know that other comics will tell you you're crazy and you're sacrificing your health, but is this something that makes you happy? Um, he's, I know one of those comics that he celebrates sobriety and Ugh, who for, the fuck celebrates, celebrate, <laughs> he tolerates it. Oh, like, whatever. Celebrate. Well, that? I celebrate it for him. Ugh, um, God. but for like me, comedy Have has saved drink. my life. So I get it. I tell people, you know, for me, like it's my mental health check. Fall off the wagon, yeah. Aaron. I bet you are so, I bet you are so fun to drink with. No, I would love Aaron, for him. I love, I would Aaron. love for him to fall off the wagon so hard and just come on the show get drunk as hell with me on some high west whiskey and just tell me all the things he's been holding back and reserving for the past two years <laughs> you are such a douche <laughs> thank you but yeah there's i mean um there's a there's a lot of comics um 
oh my gosh I can't even um character character oh my god uh her name is Monisha Williams you should definitely have her on your show she is a person she's set it up I will do it. Let me write it down. She, I will do it. She is um, a phenomenal, like she's the most positive person ever. She won't let you ever be mad at a comic. You know, you'll be like, oh, fuck that person. And she's like, no, but he's a child of God and you got to love him. And, you know, he's just, he just, he ate, you know, he ate an impossible burger that day. He didn't know any better. Get forgive him. You know, she's just very optimistic and she's consistent and she, I mean, she will, she makes friends with any comic and it's hard to find, like, like I said, it's an ego thing, you know? And then sometimes you have to realize I'm a human. Would I hang out with a group of white dudes as a black woman? Nah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but she's, you know, she just goes outside that box and mm-hmm. she sees good in everybody. And for her, it's simply about comedy and being funny. So I think having that positive mindset consistently and like she don't need crystals she just got it up here (laughs) you know and so I can appreciate that and like she works at the comedy club and then if the comedy club is like yo somebody's late she fills in and she she just is optimistic and I love that you have to have that fresh perspective just you know because sometimes you get so far like I know Brandon is a seasoned comic and sometimes we just we feel like we don't have to tolerate certain shit in our careers and have to be around certain people. Not to say that we become divas, but sometimes you almost have a like a Mariah Carey mindset. Like, I don't know that person. I don't want to work with them. No, I'm good. And she just keeps you grounded. She keeps mm-hmm. you focused on like, uh, girl, we <clears throat> still can all be. We just one show away from an open mic. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. How, uh, like, how did you get into like your your first open mic like what made you do your first like get up on stage for the first time and start trying to be funny um ooh this whiskey is kicking in yeah i want, feel like i'm on an episode of spongebob and it's like um <laughs> that's not just whiskey uh oh um it's acid oh no you're about to go on a 12-hour tour Oh no! <laughs> oh my gosh! I just watched uh, Wentworth when they uh, laced the chick with LSD, and I was like, I think I want some LSD. Uh, <laughs> that looks fun. You're too old for that. That's a young man's <laughs> game. That is a young man's uh, game. I'm telling you what. That's like you know, 21, 22, 19. Like, <gasps> yeah, my body woo. ain't got it. Um, so, uh, so how I got into comedy? So. I have, I've always, like, there was a guy, and I still remember him to this day. I'm so glad we're Facebook friends. His name was Jonathan Smith. In the third grade, Jonathan Smith was like, you should be on Comic View. This was in 1993 in the third grade. Somebody was like, you should be on Comic View. My little ass in third grade. Do you imagine what type of nine-year-old I was if somebody was like, you should be on Comic View at nine years old? You know, so and that always resonates with me because I always wanted, you know, I was like, how do you even become a comedian? What is the path? What is how do you do it? How do you you know, like, how are these kids on Nickelodeon at the same age as me? You know, I'm in Kansas City. I don't have resources and tools and I have crooked ass teeth and a single mother. What am I supposed to do? Um, So first open mic experience. Fast forward. Um, 
I was working at a call center uh, with a person who just happens to be a world-renowned comic because comics always have hustles. You never know where comedians are in their life. In this their was path. before they were. Uh, huh. This this was this person was before they blew up as a world-renowned comic, or they well, already they were, were they were already <clears throat> doing and working comic in the call center. Yeah. Who was it? Yeah. Her name is Miss Q, and she is from Kansas City. Miss Q. Um, yes, Miss Q. Um, and you know, she just, we just happened to be working together. And at this time, like I was, you know, just out of college and you know, I was a poet, I was a poet baby oh, cool. and I love doing poetry and going oh. to like, po- I would never do a poetry slam per se as against someone, but I would love to perform and just hit the stage and be like that opener. So I was that person. But anytime I did poetry, whether it be erotic or whatever, I would always give a backstory and it was always hilarious. People would laugh at me. Um, in college, I was that hype man and MC for any sorority event. I was, you know, always the MC for anything. Um, related to Greek life. And so I've always had like this special knack on the mic. So fast forward, we're at a bar, a club at GQ's and Miss Q hosts like this monthly or this weekly open mic or whatever, just a room where comics like these comics that have been in the game for a minute can come work out their material, but they can also compete. So my friend we went to support her because we met her working with her or whatever, you know, and she was like, if I buy you a drink, you should get on the mic because you're stupid. Like, because that's what we say. We I don't know. say people funny. No, we I say know. you stupid. I know. Um, so <laughs> I get called I, stupid all the time. Yeah, and I know it's a compliment. <laughs> exactly. Like they not say they not trying to say you yep. slow. You funny than yep. a motherfucker. Um, yep. So I was like. Uh, you know, it was like, you know, they had drink specials. I was like, if you do Crown Royal, because this is back <laughs> in my younger days. I ain't trying to get no 250 well. Yeah, I don't want no way. I don't yeah. want no rum and I coke. Want I want Crown dollars. Royal. Right. I was like, I want that $8 drink, you know. So um, she gave me, uh, she bought me this drink. I was like, I'm going to do it. So I went up on the mic and apparently it was amazing because I won. Uh, the competition won against the poets in the comments and came back like seven weeks in a row and won over and over and over again to where my name started to kind of get out. And so a guy, the jankiest promoter in the world booked me for a show and it was a comedy competition and I won. He was like, I think you won because you had more people in the crowd. I'm like, well, you told me to sell tickets. So, of course, I'm going to sell tickets. You know. Who cares how I won, bitch? I won. Exactly. So, then he was like, I'm going to have judges the next time. So, the next time, I won again. And he was like, well, all of my judges didn't show up. And I'm like, why? Why was he hating on you? (laughs) Because it's just because you don't want to pay out that money. That's why. You don't want to pay out the money. Give me my damn money. I won. to somebody. Exactly. So, why? But when you ain't got it or you don't want to give it. You find every stipulation and, you know, but he still gave me my money. Um, and pl- Okay. Was this a shady place that? Uh... Well, he just, he, the places were not shady. He was shady. Okay. So um, just from there, you know, my name started to get out in Kansas City and, you know, other people, comics always uh, put on their own shows and produce their own shows. And so other comics will put me on their shows. And that's just where it started. Mm-hmm. Um and then when I moved to Houston, I kind of got dormant. I got afraid because Houston is a big city. It's intimidating. Okay. Um, and then I was working as well as trying to commute. And it was just like commuting to a show after work. I could do that in Kansas City because everything is 10, 15, 20 minutes away. And Houston, you got rush hour traffic. <laughs> uh. And so it's intimidating to be like, I got to drive from this point in Houston to this point in Houston after work. So I just kind of. 
I would fly back home and do shows here. But um, once I came back, it was on. Okay. And it's been on ever since. Good place to do comedy or be least to live for comedy. Um, Centrally located and all. Well, I would say is that I, so I struggled with, I was going to move to New York. Um, that was my next move. I was on my way to Harlem. Um, I had things set up and in place and rotation because I felt like in order for me to go to the next level, Mm -hmm. I've got to get out of Kansas city. Mm -hmm. Um, however, things have happened. Um, I sat down with a comic in New York and she explained to me, cause when I go to New York, it's like it's a grind and it's a hey like you got a network but and there's so many different cup clubs are like can't it, you work like seven or eight you can clubs exactly in a night? and then that's why i love it because you can literally hop to club to club however you have to be in a rotation and known by certain people to be able to do that so like when i go to new york like my club like i can hop and maybe do comedy on two or three stages but then the other four are me sitting back and watching go you gotta start building an yeah and a reputation. but exactly but like i was able to go to the comedy cellar one night oh, um nice. pat brown she's originally from kansas city legendary comic lives in um new york and we met at a comedy festival and you know people were like where are you from and i'm like kansas city and they're like what you know because i'm in new york so they're like they don't think that this were like you know flyover country exactly and so they're like oh my god pat brown's from kansas city so we performed together on the show and i was like do you understand like there are funny women in Kansas City. I had no idea. And I'm like, yeah, we exist. There's, I mean, there, you know, Eddie Griffin, Pat Brown. We have some legendary people, but there's Eddie a Griffin's new generation. Exactly. But there's a new generation of comedy here. You know, you got your Brandon Patricks. You got your Monisha. You, you got your Janelles. You got your Aaron's. You know what I'm saying? You got your Thai food pandas. You got your aces. You got your, there's a lot of comics here. So mm-hmm. it's amazing that, um, people don't know us and so that's why i love to travel because it's like not only are y'all shitting on my football team you're shitting on kansas city as a whole and we're a beautiful country over here <laughs> so <laughs> kansas city is one of the nation's best kept secrets mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the secret's slowly getting out there i blame the royals for the world series exactly. runs back to back and now that we got patrick, patrick and Holmes yeah. and the super bowl and all that uh, Kansas City is just well, the secrets out, the cat's out of the bag. Mm-hmm. People have already been started moving here, including Google yeah. and all these other big tech companies. All these other yeah. big companies are starting to move in. So Absolutely. We're, we're, but we're still a nice, small, little, excellent town. Exactly. And I love it. And I just, I think that's what makes me so proud to do. Like, because not only do I love doing comedy, but I'm just proud to do it. I'm proud to do it as a black woman and then as a fucking black gay woman you know you know people and somebody asked me last week in an interview how do you feel comfortable doing it I'm like I don't think that my sexual preference has anything to do with the fucking microphone it just doesn't you know besides the fact that this long pointed thing is in front of my mouth and I would never um (laughs) but um it I think it's just it's it's inspiring because there's so many people like Saturday Night Live came on last night and premiered. Punky Johnson, I met her at a comedy festival in New Orleans. And it's so, like, she's a, a 
featured on Saturday Night Live and to see black women, black women with dreadlocks, you know, there's constitutional laws that allow my hair, you know, in certain spaces. So to be able to just be black. Exactly. Exactly. They literally just passed something this past week. Our mayor of the Crown Act for our mayor. Yeah. Quentin Lucas. Yeah. Okay. I'm a fan. I love Quentin. (laughs) I love Quentin. Um, I they just literally passed the act, the Crown Act, to protect Black women's hair in the workspaces and professional spaces. When was so, it ever being attacked? How was it, it attacked? It, there's literally a Supreme Court ruling against having dr- Jamaica insert. They're starting to ban, and I'm like, it, this is where we got this culture of hair from. From where? How can you ban it? You know, dreadlocks. Yeah, dreadlocks go back for fucking ever, ever, ever. Forever. But this is what I'm saying. Like this new generation and wave of people, we've been inspired by so some people the say Rasta people can't movement. have dreadlocks yes it's literally a law that bans natural hair natural our natural state of hair <laughs> and dreadlocks and so and there's jobs there's jobs there was a young man here that got went to apply for a job i can't remember where it was one of my friend's sons tyreek he just graduated from Grammy senior high school in kansas city in 2020 denied a job because of his hair and and it was like a fast he's a it's a high school you know what i'm saying like it's a customer service based job it's it's not about my hair it's about my personality the service i give what i exude doing my job and how well i do my job how is my hair i could see if my presence you know scared people away but my hair how is that an issue so i mean to do stand up to be a black woman in spaces that i who doesn't love dreadlocks the local agencies and government i got dreadlocks when i was like 20 well they're trying to ban them they're trying to ban them they're trying to ban them so that's why i love doing what i do i go into spaces um, the comedy club of Kansas City is one of my favorite clubs to do mm. comedy at, and a lot of the times I feel like I'm the only black person here. <laughs> and but it just it just shows you that comedy can cross over and transcend. It doesn't matter. I don't see color when I do comedy. I just don't. I see laughter. I see joy. I see coming together on a common message. So being able to be in this package and do what I do, yeah. I love it. Uh, I got deep. I'm sorry. It's the whiskey. <laughs> I, I, we get deep all the time on this. That's not just getting. Yeah, it's not just drinking and dicking around. Yeah, we get deep all the time. Awesome. Um, yeah, no, that's interesting. I I know that there, of course, there are certain. Uh, I don't know what to put. You know, there's urban shows and mm-hmm. the more white centric shows. I don't know mm-hmm. if they're white centric. They just happen to be white comics and white audiences. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's not like it's. It doesn't. A I lot of it's not less race based. It just happens yeah. to be. I don't know. I don't know how. Like you were saying, there's a separation, and, and mm-hmm. Brandon was kind of talking a little bit about it too, like how there's kind of like urban comedy, if mm-hmm. you will, mm-hmm. and then I don't know. What, I don't know what the opposite name of urban comedy is. I could. I'm sure there's all there's all comedy, comics, right? Right. Well, but there are certain. There is. There is like. A, there isn't like a urban comedy there is like a the alt comedy scene well yeah like i mean probably yeah, frat there's boy di- comedy yeah like, there's, there's different all kinds genres of, yeah, yeah yeah there's definitely but yeah, comedy's comedy genres, if you're up comedy. on a stage yeah trying to make strangers laugh it's comedy yeah one of my favorite 
comics growing up was George Carlton. You know, old white guy. Carlin? Uh, Carlin, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Carlin, sorry. Duh, it's a whiskey. Um, and um, what was the guy? Uh, I want to say his name was Honest John, White John. So he was on Comic View all the time. And even like, I'm sorry, I was a Roseanne Bar fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> growing oh, up Roseanne was a uh, yeah classic she, she's a legend um, she's red all of them I love them and so it to me I never like watching those comedy specials on like HBO and uh I believe I think Showtime or maybe Cinemax had some I don't remember I just remember I was watching shit I shouldn't have and that's what excited me um but it just I didn't see, I just saw laughter mm-hmm. and, and the joy in that. And I just like, I was always that goofy kid. Like I've always grown up as an insecure and shy kid. So the only way I've been able to communicate with people is through comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, when I used to get teased as a kid, um, my defense mechanism was not fighting you. It was like roasting you or I didn't even, cause I don't like roasting cause I'm, I'm soft. I don't like hurting anybody's feelings. I just, I, my rebuttal was always. I like the roast. I can. i just i I would like to call it my uh rebuttal my response is always you know something funny back and kids didn't mess with me because they were just like oh she is cool she's the funny kid you know she's a cool kid you want to kick it with you know she don't yeah she fat but she got snacks um so you always have to i always try to find the silver lining in any situation and comedy is always in my humor is always in my silver lining I laugh. Go to, yeah. yeah, I laugh at funerals. So, hmm. Yeah, I haven't been to too many funerals. Baby, they hilarious. Next one you go to, you gonna find something. You just gotta pay attention. You gotta pay attention. It's hilarious. It depends on it depends on who whose funeral I'm going to. It, I, I don't mean, go to. I like. I've been to. I guess two funerals, my grandpa, and my grandma. That's the only, so like, I don't, I'm very ignorant to the I funeral scene. I laughed at my grandmother. I bawled and, and cried, but I also laughed at my grandmother's funeral. Okay. That's probably good. Yeah. I wish I would have laughed at, no, I didn't even go to my grandpa's funeral. I went to him dying, I, but I didn't know, but I didn't go to his funeral. Now that I think about it, I just went and watched him die. But I ne- but I did go to my grandma's funeral. So uh, yeah, I take that back. I've only been to one funeral. Ooh, you lucky. Is that lucky? Do I need to go? Do I need to educate you got, you myself on funerals? Should I you just need like practice. look in the obituaries <laughs> and just see? Let these, me play that real quick. I'm just gonna go to random. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna go to random funerals and just. I mean, yeah. Dress up all in black, maybe. I and mean, sometimes, like seriously, sometimes. Do chicks get horny at weddings? I mean, wedding uh, funerals. Can I maybe? You, you definitely I know I've seen this in movies where you know people pick people up at funerals uh, but you really can it like food? it's people you do get free and let me tell you the green you will never have green beans like you have green beans at a repast baby them the best green beans oh I'm, I'm definitely have. going to a black funeral like, yeah I imagine their food's much better amazing it's so good and sometimes it's not good but black people will make it good it just depends <laughs> like we had a repast for my grandmother at a catholic church and the church wanted to provide food and when you're grieving sometimes it you're like huh you will let the church do it and we were like okay so we gonna fix this we got it you know and it's people who always cook you know that's just when you're grieving, people always bring food. So, you know, mm-hmm. once you add everybody else's side dishes, you end up bland meat. Well, that's so, where it's all yeah, about. It's yeah. all about the side dishes. Exactly. Any kind of get together. 
I'm a side dish freak. Well, we gonna get you some funeral green beans and some baby shower meatballs in your life. Uh, what are the meatballs? I've never had the meatballs. Meatballs. Green at, beans, of course. Yeah, meatballs. I like, like neck bones a lot. Ooh, you throw that anywhere. Have you did a seafood pot with neck bones? No. We're going to be friends outside of this. Whoa. So my mother. Whoa, hold on. It's a, a I don't know if it's a Michigan thing. Bones? So instead like. Michigan down, thing? I'm from yeah. Michigan. Okay. So down south, people normally do like sausage. I'm not from Detroit though. Sorry. Yeah. So my people are from Grand Rapids. Oh, my parents just moved from Grand Rapids. I've spent, I've, okay. I've, 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 I've visited Grand Rapids a few times. Okay. okay. Shout out. Okay. Shout out to my Grand Rapids family. Um, I don't know where this comes from, but I, I feel like it comes from a Northern hemisphere of our family. Okay. Um, cause normally down South, they do different things, mainly the sausage or, you mm. know, crawfish, blah, blah, blah. Chicken oh, I and miss, I, see, I live yeah. in Louisiana too. See, yeah. Oh, I miss so, crawfish. I miss real crawfish. Uh, I, I, exactly. I have tried, I, I, I hate to get off, off subject or off a different road here. Mm-hmm. But I miss <clears throat> Cajun food. I miss yes. Cajun food. I miss gumbo. I miss jambalaya. Mm-hmm. Every time it's around here, I try it. But it's like, frozen. Ja- it's, ne- it's frozen. It's yeah. never good. I went, and but I'm I eat food, and I'm I'm picky, but I'll eat it, and I'll mm-hmm. be cool with it, even if it's not that good. I went to this place called Pearl, mm-hmm. and this was in Lee Summit. I just went like a week ago, mm-hmm. and I had their gumbo. I love gumbo. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I love gumbo. Me too. I sent it back. This was so bad. I sent it back. You ever get those, you know, those uh, packet powdered packets of gravy? Mm-hmm. You this can was, taste it. This was like a whole bowl of that packet of gravy with like some shrimp and sausage and some, uh, they called it forbidden rice. It wasn't even regular. It was like purple rice. I'm like, what? I didn't ask for all the extra shit. I put shit. it back. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I can't even eat it. It was so bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. So there's bad. there's ways to make Zatarans better, y'all. Mm. Y'all got to stop. Um, but yeah, I don't even know where we went. Jesus. I'm where, so sorry. It's all I, good. We segue. Um, but where were we at? We were talking about food. Michigan food. Michi- oh, uh, Michigan um, pot of seafood, uh, seafood, seafood pot. With neck so, bones. yeah. So, my mom, instead of using sausage and all that jazz, she uses neck bones, uh, your shrimp, your crab legs. Oh, bless her heart. And it is amazing. Oh, my God. Is she single? My mom is single. Oh, my and God. She's, is she, she looks, like white boys from Kansas City? She, ironically, <laughs> let me tell you something. I was, I am waiting for my stepfather to be Tom Hanks or somebody. Because my mom has a white boy fetish. She does. She don't want to talk about it in public, but I will. I'm petty. Um, she she has had some lovers undercover that have been some beautiful, um, profound uh, men of the peach um. <laughs> nice <laughs> so yes. i never heard it put quite like that before i yes, like that the man of the peach mm. I, I guess i like that but i don't know i kind of like oh my gosh who was on bossy georgia peaches are the best for eating mm. who was that who was that who was that way back in the day i'm bossy oh kelly's yes yeah. yes 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 was that who that was was mm-hmm. uh georgia peaches the yeah. best no it was yeah, so much right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. She's an awesome singer. When I think of Georgia, or when I think of peaches, I always think of something yes. like that. Southern well, yes. Georgia I would, peach Don't play. Like I that. will introduce you to my mama. I will. I'll be like, mama, he got a podcast. 
Yeah. She, but the only thing is she's, I mean, she, if you can cook up, I mean, she's probably a little older than I prefer. But if she can cook me up like a black neck bone crack seafood, unless you yeah. use it. I, I, like, yeah. I, I can't believe you're 36. Mm-hmm. You can't believe I'm 40. Mm-hmm. If I shave my beard to be even younger. Yes. If yes. we like were experimental and had a couple children or mm-hmm. a, a kid, mm-hmm. a kid would probably look like 16 for his entire life. Straight up. Straight up. The kid would yeah. look like that. Do we are... owe it to society to create I'm a, with it. Like, so this is a, a vampire diaries type I child? I just was like, <laughs> I'm going to come out of this pandemic with a boyfriend. He's going to be white. His I don't care what his name is. I'm going to call him Chad. Um, yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. And I'm going to grease his scalp and he's going to grease my scalp with coconut oil. I'm going to teach him how to grease his scalp. So if you you want to learn how to grease the scalp grease the scalp <laughs> i don't even know what that is oh my god it's just moisturizing my scalp <laughs> just I mean, yours i mean if you it's want hard to get you got a lot of hair there wouldn't I you do. rather wouldn't you rather do mine i mean grease this bad boy up. look, look i just got a fade we can do each other's i mean it'd be nice i do love beards beards are like my like i just feel like i'm this close to getting because i love beards they're the most attractive thing and i was trying to figure out why am i so attracted to beards but i realized they're just upside down vaginas okay (laughs) you want to touch my beard i don't i want to but i'm just gonna be like i want to do COVID rules i don't want to do it but i want to do it we're less than six feet apart we but i'm not touching you this is going to sound so dirty <laughs> on your podcast. Yeah, baby. Ooh. <laughs> Has it ever got this dirty on your podcast? Have you ever had a moment where you wanted to jump across the table and be like, it's about to go down? Do you want to jump across the table and say it's about to go down? Hypo- Charlie, record this. This is going on <laughs> Pornhub. And I'm going to start an OnlyFans. Do you want some stretch marks and tattoos today? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Do you like a British accent? <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm into role playing. Yes. Be, yes. Too. Be a be a, a, a black English woman. I, I would yes. love to. I would love to be British. All right. I, I wish I could do an accent, but I can't. I could be. Yeah, Just I, I, pretend I, that you are Tom Hanks. And Forrest Gump, and you care about somebody's education. Well, I, well, I can do that, Janelle. <laughs> Me and Janelle were like peas and carrots again. I love it. I put it. my carrot oh my right in between her peas, <laughs> and I tell you what, we was eating scrimp, and it was delicious. <laughs> Yo, Mama, don't do care about you. Well, Mama was talking about a box of chocolates. <laughs> she was talking about a box of chocolates. Uh, literally a box. <laughs> I am a box of chocolates. Yes. Yes. I Yeah, I can't do impressions. I'm sorry. I can't oh do accents. God. I can't do nothing. So oh. that is one of the things that I want to work on stage is impressions. Like, I... I'm, I grew up doing impressions, and it's like my of who? thing. Which oh, got? gosh. It just it just varies on who I can do. Um, sometimes I have to kind of watch and study, and then I can do it, um, like, right on the spot. Like, who was your first impression that you were like, oh, sh- this is who I'm going to try, and I nailed it. I got oh it down. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Like, I could do Goofy really good back in the day. Okay. <laughs> gosh. Gosh. Gosh, Mickey. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was my um, I could do that. Um, I've been working on Patrick. When I watch Patrick, I can really do Patrick Mahomes. Good. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. I was talking about Patrick from SpongeBob. Yeah, no, no. Patrick uh, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. He smells so, so so you can do a Kermit the Frog impression. Basically. Yeah. 
It's defense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> defense is playing so well. Uh, <laughs> um, I do a good uh, Lois Griffin. That's my, like, I do Lois. Like, oh. anytime I drink wine, I turn into Lois Griffin. Oh, do you need more whiskey? Yeah. And, um, I wish I could. I- Ow, Peter. <laughs> Ow, the, wine, the whiskey is so good. Nice. <laughs> Ow, yes. I will make a baby with you. <laughs> <laughs> So I like to do it. I just, I have to learn how to work them on stage. You know, it's weird to just, I mean, I do have moments where I do become Lois Griffin. Cause I believe when everybody's drunk, they are Lois Griffin. <laughs> so yeah, but I'm working on that. It's my superpower. I think you're Lois Griffin. No, just trying to work on impressions. Trying to work on, I feel like that's going to take my career to the next like level. Yeah, we're all waiting on the next impressionist, the next Frank Caliendo. <laughs> like, there's, just, I don't know. I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock into your impressions. I would work more on, com like comedy over. I'm what? What, what, what the fuck do I know? I'm just saying it. Well, impressions are fine, but they don't get anybody anywhere, do they? I mean, yeah. Other I, than I Frank think Caliendo they don't expect or, it coming from this package. <clears throat> you didn't expect Lois Griffin to come yeah. out of this package. You know who who's who's great but doesn't get any love or or probably finances is uh oh shit i had his first and last name uh not it's not charles winslow doggone it you know the guy that does the police academy guy oh yes 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 i feel like he back in the day he got a lot of stake but yeah it it definitely i don't feel uh, like i had his name and then i i, I can't just, think of it either but i know who you're talking yeah he, he, does, he does sirens so well yeah. yeah he was on police academy mm-hmm. oh see See, exactly. I grew, up, I grew up one of the. I'm like I'm an improv. I was on the debate team, and I did debate and forensics. I love acting and improvising, so I love like being just random as fuck. I want to be on Saturday Night Live one day, but I, I'm 35. Really? Saturday Night so. Live sucks. Boo! Boo this man! Are you kidding me? Saturday Night Live hasn't been good in 20 years. You boo this man! Really? What's the last, what's the last, like, it's not good. It's different. It's different. It just What does different mean? Different means it's not funny. It's just uh, like, it's more like what, more conscious. Like, it's more like, an, I, don't, I, I can't even, you know what? I can't even speak on it because I really haven't watched it in mm-hmm. so long. The last time I watched a full episode was the Eddie Murphy one. Just because I'm like, hey, I'm watching Eddie Murphy come mm-hmm. back. I'm mm-hmm. watching that. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just. You you can get a couple good skits in it, mm-hmm. but it's a hour long show. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to invest an hour of my life for a, a two minute two I minute segment that might that's going to make me watch laugh. Commercials. I just, even then, I don't I don't know. It's mm. just that I believe that even with the transitions and I mean we we have witnessed some different writing skills and techniques in in Saturday Night Live, but I have just been consistent. I. I am always about manifestation and I manifest not necessarily if I never end up on Saturday Night Live, I manifest being in that circle and being a writer and being, you know, like I just I love it. It's you want to be a writer? It's been. Yeah, it's been a staple in my life for so long. And um, I did a show with Chris Kattan recently. So, oh, that it's dude. working. It's working. That dude, he's in the Saturday Night Live uh uh, Con- uh, family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that dude's. Uh, yeah, he did like that seven was or eight from, that seasons. was towards the last. 
that was towards the end of the mm-hmm. era that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, and, and comedy is subjective. There's plenty mm-hmm. of people that Absolutely. think funny uh, comedy uh, SNL is still funny today. It's just, I just think it's it's just very few and far uh, between. I there's just, there's I some skits here and there that are good, but I'm not gonna watch a whole. Maybe it's not the skits for me. It's just that I'm such a fan of the individuals like uh leslie keenan like chris red i mean and then like i said punky like i'm just such a fan of you you see these people who have been stand-up comics or actors and actresses and improv you know improvisation improvisational mm-hmm. you know people for years and you've seen their career and to see like it's it's like the pitch for me if i don't win the pitch if i do to even be in that category for me as a black woman. Um, oh, you're going to win. You never know. I'm, oh, I'm happy. I, I think I think you're going to win. <laughs> I'm very it's happy. Between, it's obviously between you and Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to win. I don't, but I, who knows? But I, I don't know. It, it, I mean, it, whatever the outcome is, I am, it just, when you see people and you see that grind and you know mm-hmm. their careers and, it's like, you know, the name, like Saturday Night Live, regardless of how, you know, Saturday Night Live, even if you hate it or love it, you know, Saturday Night Live and to have your name and your career associated with that or to have it be a credit or be on your resume is such a huge plateau and such an it's honor. It's a big plateau. It's yeah. a big honor. Mm-hmm. But does it also, does it kind of, like, especially today, does it kind of pigeonhole you into that? And I guess maybe you can catapult. Uh, from that into something bigger if you wanted Absolutely. to. I but mean, everybody that's been often. on Saturday Night Live has catapulted it into so, something bigger. I believe so. Some Absolutely. of the old school ones, but... Even this new generation, like who? definitely. Like who? I mean, and then some people... Uh, Leslie. Leslie Jones, Leslie? Is, Leslie Jones is a prime example. She is now the host of the new supermarket mm. suite, you know? <laughs> she becomes a game show host, but... Uh, imagine where that gets you. And I mean, Leslie has been in several things. I mean, you get to do voice work. You, you get okay. to be actors in several. Look, you know, I don't know. I, mean, I just Absolutely. I don't think about it. it. Doesn't seem like it at all. I, okay. Um, like Ego, for instance, she came in as a feature and you know barely had any sketches, and now she's a mainstream you know person on the show. I mean, you've seen Keenan Thompson work his way up. You know, um, one of the writers, Sammy J, like she's a writer for. Saturday Night Live and I mean I've watched her career before Saturday Night Live being a writer Mm -hmm. and now I mean she has a Netflix special now she has her own show on HBO you know so I guess I look at like some of these things as like dying as dinosaurs as far as like TV and television like I feel like there's ways you could go that are bigger than that Uh, I mean it, but I understand. It's, it's I all understand, about your like, individual goal. Too. Like I, I, yeah, no, for sure. I'm mm-hmm. not, I, if that's your individual goal, I strongly support it and wish that for you. Mm-hmm. But I just think you could be even bigger than that. Like Saturday Night Live's big as reputation, but it, mm-hmm. like how like how many people actually are watching it as opposed to <laughs> it's like, been on forever. Some I know it has been, it. but like act, the actual <laughs> numbers, like how do they compare to like a Netflix type thing? But my thing is too, though, like, like I said, it's a staple. It's something like I, yeah. I, I have it's been a watching uh, every, it. It's exactly. a dream for sure. I've been watching it since I was, like, I'm 36 
fucking I'm I know you're yeah, yeah we're so, the same we've been exactly you know so, the old um, schools SNL exactly so imagine and then before my era like the Belushi era like imagine that era of people who watch yeah. it and are still watching it so it's like but I don't think those people are watching I think they're bullshit the, my I think mom those is are, one of those really? people I think but I know of course there are some but mm-hmm. I think that number I think they were like feeling I think they're in that camp of it hasn't been good since then mm-hmm Oh, you got some mint in your... Sorry. Oh, it's still there. There you go. I got it. Oh, I know. Yeah. Sorry about so, that. That's the danger of putting I like it. Friend, fresh I like mint it. leaves in your whiskey. I like it. You drink it gracefully, and I'm like, every time I drink it, it's a plant in my mouth. So. <laughs> well, what it is is I have a giant broom on the end of my lip. Ah. Uh, this beard and mustache. I got so it just kind of I shaved it. mine's off before I got here. I wasn't <laughs> prepared. You know what I'm like? I'm like those... I think it's... uh. Mm, Oh, it's not a, it's not, gosh darn it, it's a whale. The whale with the giant brushel teeth. I don't know. They're, it's, I don't think it's a blue whale, but there's a whale with like these giant whisker-like looking teeth mm-hmm. and it just filters all the plankton and shit they eat. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what this thing is. Just, ah, yeah, well, mine's is not filtering. I'm getting, <clears throat> I'm tasting getting the manufacturer the <laughs> of the glass as well. <laughs> uh, here's a, a, a true story about these glasses. Okay. Hey, have you ever been down in the crossroads of Kansas City? Yes. Hey, do you know the place called Parlor? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like the double story yeah. food hall. Yeah. I stole these. <clears throat> I didn't steal <gasps> oh them illegally, but, but let's just say I took these. From we have a bond. <laughs> we do? Yes. Oh, my God. How so? How so? We have a bond. Because we're drinking out of stolen glassware? No, I, too, take glasses from restaurants and i just did it at the denver biscuit company friday <laughs> i took a beautiful purple I lo- painted I love, yeah. mug coffee mug and it was my first coffee mug i oh, so i haven't taken a coffee mug yet and it was and i told and this is the thing i always tell my waitress this is about to happen and so and normally my waitress is like just leave a nice tip and i'm not you know because they it's who the fuck is doing glass uh, inventory? Right. So, um, especially when I lived in Houston, that was my thing. Cause like certain restaurants, your meal comes in a cast iron skillet. And so I've had waitresses like, here's two bags, put it in this skillet. And if you could just walk out diligently. Because you told them beforehand? Instagram. Yeah, I always do. I'm a Libra. I'm an empath. So I don't want you to be doing your shift and get fucked at the end of your shift because some old lady stole a cast iron skillet or a fucking U of H mug, whatever. So, um, I, Cast iron skillet, huh? I, I like that. I have taken several cast iron skillets from Razoo's at said locations in Houston, Ooh, Razoo's, Texas. Ooh, Razoo's nice. Um, seafood, uh, right? That's a yes, seafood place. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I love glasses. I recently, like I said, just got a mug from the Denver Biscuit Company here um, in Westport. I'm going to go to Chili's and get the fajitas and take that little. So the dish, so the nacho <laughs> dish. I think my aunt, because I, I used to live with my aunt in Houston and I left that. I did get a serving, the like sauce serving dish from I forgot I don't remember oh I don't remember what restaurant what it was I don't remember but yeah that is my jam like I collect it's my I love it and it's I don't steal I don't call it stealing I ask and even if you say it's not recommended I'm just letting you know it's happening girl <laughs> <laughs> or sir whoever I my see I, I I want to actually I don't want to tell anybody I want to get away with it and I want to steal it oh no I got 
Uh, so yeah, we need to do a little bit. Of the glassware is great. Mm-hmm. It's have, beautiful ha- though. Yeah, have you thought about this? I've taken uh, from Red Lobster the big old pepper grinder, wooden <gasps> pepper grinder. Oh my god! How did they don't even let you touch it? How did you take it? I used to work there. Oh, okay. But you can still you can you can go to the serving stations when you're looking. Swipe just it. Swipe it. God pepper damn grinder. it! I gotta go back down Nolan Road. <laughs> it's, it's right here. It's exactly. Right That's what I'm saying. Red lobster's like two miles. I'm gonna way. run in and grab a lobster out of tank Anna. Cause oh my gosh. I had a lobster there. A I few want one of those ago. Parmesan joints too. The, oh oh yeah. God. I should have got one of those. But yeah, that is that I love stealing. I'm not stealing. Yeah, you borrow, do. Strong borrowing yeah. glasses from establishment and not just glasses plates um uh salsa dipping containers or ramekins yeah ramekins um as well as you know whatever coffee whatever moves the spirit whatever is cute at that restaurant Mm -hmm. you know i wish that i would have jacked applebee's knowing that half of them were going to close especially the one in grandview i didn't know they were closing a lot. Well, a lot of them have closed in Kansas. The one on State Line is closed. Uh, 135th and State Line, and the one in Grandview closed. You got the one right down here. Really? I well, I just want like the paraphernalia, the pictures. Like they had the one in Grandview. They had like a lot of uh, nostalgic like Grandview basketball, like you know, photography. And I graduated yeah. from Grandview. I would so have snatched that up. And that stupid airplane hanging from the ceiling, but that's another. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool to have. Yeah. Or Fifty Fourth Street. One mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I that's closed now too, right? No, in that's Grandview? still good. I don't know. Like Fifty Fourth Streets can't be closing. Those I are f- great. I feel like the one in Grandview is like now, like a. No uh, it's a seafood joint now. Hmm. I think it closed during the pandemic. They still got the one up, uh, up north. Right? I don't know. They're yeah. everywhere. The one is one here. You know what I want? I want some Hawaiian Bros. And Hawaiian Bros is not consistent. I hate like supporting places. I don't think I've ever had Hawaiian Bros. I just want the macaroni salad. It's good. Macaroni salad. Mm-hmm. I was hoping it was mm. one in Independence because they're like super spread out. Is not? God, I don't. I don't think so. I don't know what a Hawaiian Bros is. It's it's just. Uh, Where do you live? I live. I feel like I live in a food desert. Um, I live. There is a grocery store by us, but um. Right off of State Line, a hundredth and State Line, State Line and Warnow between Warnow and State Line. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I live by a Quick Trip. <laughs> quick Trip. Um, they have Fuzzy's Tacos, but I'm not a fan anymore. I've had too I, many I don't know horrible what that experience. Is. It's a taco place. People like just ran. Oh, it's so good. And I'm like, that's because you have not had real tacos. <laughs> like that's not tacos. Independence <laughs> Avenue. That's where I go for tacos. Yes. Um. Also, Southwest. I love Rico's Lupe. Southwest Boulevard's got a few spots. Rico's Lupe and Rico's Lupe is so. Oh my god, it's so authentic because they're closed. Like they take siestas. You never know when they're gonna be open. (laughs) You never know. But their tacos, hand like I love asada and chicken. But they're I've had. Asada, I feel like everybody does decently, but their chicken, I've never had any other chicken street taco like their chicken street taco. Hmm. I don't t- typically get chicken street taco. What do you do? <clears throat> uh, like beef tongue. Okay, I'm not brave enough. I am either chicken or asada. Oh, let me tell you something. Get the tongue. You'll have no idea that it's tongue. It's just chopped up meat. Mm-hmm. 
It's so tender and flavorful. Get your you got your onions and cilantro, your little mm-hmm. salsa on there. You have you don't know that it you it's, it, you can't look at it and tell what it is. Mm-hmm. And when you eat it, you're like it just melts in your mouth. It's mm. phenomenal. I'm not that brave. I I know you're not, but if you won't know what you're doing, you won't, you won't know that it is that. <laughs> you it's just I already meat. told you I I suffer like I I struggle. Well, I'm off meat officially for like a week. But yeah, it's, back I on struggle it. with eating meat because, like, I don't like the bleeding. The There's animal. no blood in that. Yeah, but a tongue like that is oh, just. so good. I struggle. Like, I'm over here like, oh, my God, it's Charlotte's Web. I can't do that. I can't eat nobody's tongue. Lord Jesus. Yeah, well, these animals don't have, like, thoughts like that. You know, they're not talking to each other. They're I not feel, humans. How do you know? Because I know. Look at them. Sci- the science is out there. They're not talking. They're not communicating. They, they don't have like. You never watched a Bugs Life or a B movie. Have yeah, you? see, that's <laughs> propaganda. That's anti hunting, anti meat eating propaganda. They're like, Damn we're going to put this out. There. Yes. <laughs> DreamWorks, DreamWorks is great, but stick with Monsters created, Inc. <laughs> right. They've created a lot of goddamn vegans in this world. I, yeah, I will not let. Uh, I, won't, I won't let my kids watch Bambi. Like, and Yeah. I'm a hunter. That's an, that's propaganda against. That's an anti-hunting movie. Look at this. This is an animal that was killed and eaten right there. I thought you got it at TJ Maxx. No, God that's a it. fucking real one. That <laughs> I was, was just hoping that was like a TJ Maxx. That's piece. real. That was in the woods. It was shot and killed. What was it? It was a deer. Oh, Here, you want some more whiskey? No, because okay. you let me know that that was shot and killed and, and eaten. And yeah. I'm gonna be over in the. What's crazy is there was this like perfectly laid out squirrel in my parking lot the other day. I was walking and it I'm doesn't like, have a family and it doesn't have friends. No, I was just like, I'm so sad. But at the same time, I'm like, I wish I could just like, I wish there was a Facebook group to tell somebody like y'all dinner's out here. Cause I know somebody <laughs> likes this. <laughs> somebody wants this big ass fluffy squirrel not like that they don't you don't know how long it's been there no it, it was fresh i watched <laughs> i watched the murder happen oh shit it was a murder so uh, it got it just didn't get out of in that you know it didn't get out of the time it, it didn't get out of the way in time oh so, no yeah you know i watched and, a deer get hit a couple weeks ago by a truck oh just Damn. I, like, I saw that on the way back from Memphis. I saw like a real bad, and I then it made me nervous because I'm like, "Fuck, I don't want us to hit a deer." But this deer took out an SUV like a motherfucker. Oh, really? This truck hit it and kept going. It didn't fuck it up. Oh or no, baby! They had the whole squad out there. They had to stop because that front end was gone. Well, the front end was intact, but the deer was attached to the front end. Oh shit! Yeah, it hit so, it just right. Yeah, so it was like, yeah, y'all gonna remember this road trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's my biggest fear like traveling up and down the interstate as a comic because I lo- a lot of the times I travel by myself this is the first time I was able to actually have someone that would go and this oh my god the blessing is this friend was like I'll drive because she wanted to speed is I she drive- a comic too? no she's actually a DJ but just just a good friend to have Um, I was nervous just going back and driving through like southern Missouri and shit by myself Um, so I'm like, let me bring someone with me. And, you know, I was able to sightsee and just see things um, that I normally wouldn't see during, you know, being on the road. So, um, but that is like literally my biggest fear is a deer. Really? Yes. 
That's your biggest fear. Well, not right. like my All biggest, right. but it's on the top five. All right. Traveling. Me getting uh, abducted and raped by Sasquatch is up among my top five. Abducted and raped is like, on, it's definitely top three. However, I'm like, who's doing the abducted? Because <laughs> if they find. Bigfoot. <laughs> In the Pacific case, Northwest. <laughs> if they find, I'm going to be like, you know what? You done messed up because this really is not a kidnapping now. I want you. <laughs> <laughs> so who's kidnapping who? Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You tried. <laughs> Holla at yes. your girl. Yes. It's Janelle so. Banks up here in here. Fucking Bigfoot. Give me that. You know what Bigfoot er- Bigfoot erotica is? Oh, God. There's books about Bigfoot sex books. Like women wanting yes. to have encounters And sexually? they are. There's a bunch of books out there. It's called Bigfoot erotica. And you know what erotica, you know, like Fabio, was that Fabio? Fabio, Fabio, you know, those books, like that long. It's that, but instead of Fabio, it's Bigfoot. That is weird. Mm -hmm. There's a whole genre of it. There's a whole bunch of it. I feel like that's how I feel about dating a dude. That's my Bigfoot fetish. Like, come on. That's why you like beards? Oh, my God. Opposite vaginas and Bigfoot-esque. And if if it comes with plaid, let's do it. I have a plaid. I got plenty of plaid. Let's do it. You I know. love plaid. Plaid is like a aphrodisiac for Let's me. Let's do it. Yes. Plaid, I'm going to put my plaid shirt on. Plaid and beards and like, and especially like a, like you have a well manicured beard. It's not that bullshit. Like that middle of the world. I like drink my own Peter survive beard. Like this is a, I deep condition. Janelle, you're compass- turning me on right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's a combed out, well manicured. I can appre- <laughs> I can respect that because there's levels to beards, like there are. and and the products are not cheap. Like y'all are like y'all are like black women playing paying for natural hair care products. Like y'all really got to invest. And there's like three steps. There's three different he, fucking brushes and combs. You, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can appreciate that. Like that is taking care of the pussy. Uh, yes. <laughs> I have uh, It's funny I just put on beard shampoo I have special beard yes. shampoo Don't say it has peppermint in it Because I'm staying after <laughs> the podcast and, uh, <laughs> and then I put beard oil in it Yes Grease the scalp Yes <laughs> And then I comb it Yes And then I brush it Don't hot And then I put product in it And I shape it and mold it and let me tell you something. I just took a shower today. So you see it's a little curly and it is a little it's a little wild. Yes. Um, but I'll also straighten it. And then it's like a perfect straight. Yes. So I yeah. have started watching those videos and I'm like, so there's a guy who actually has like a do-rag company for beards because he does waves in his beard. And Can I, I don't know if my hair is thick enough for that. It is definitely thick. Oh yeah, it is. But the beard, I don't know if the beard's thick enough. I th- I feel like Wait, it what? is. I feel like it is. I think I think No, you have it the- is. I got a nice yeah. I got a real nice See y'all, he's trying one. to Oh goodness, we're gonna have some whop up in here. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> we got some wob a wet ass beard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. A wet yeah. ass beard. Just yes. dripping wob. with we're just dripping Deep with conditioner, wop. yeah. And wop and dripping and with beard wop. oil. Yes. My new beard oil is pussy juice. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's, it's been sponsored. This joke and this moment has been sponsored by Crock Pot Pussy. If you see me do stand up, then you know what Crock Pot Crock Pussy Pop is. Crock Pot Pussy? Yes. Oh, shit. Uh, I got to go potty. <laughs> Can we pause for a minute and come back? Yeah. Do you have a time? I don't have. Got, a, today is deep condition day, hair uh, day with my little sister, but we're no rush. Let's, let's pause for a minute. Okay. And uh, I'm going to use a little boys room after that. I okay. might be in there for 15 or 16 minutes. <laughs> Get my head cleared. <laughs> oh, uh, my gosh. This has been a good time. Charlie, uh, shut this off for a hot minute. Back at it. We just got back from our little break, and mm-hmm. I forgot where we left off. But I did. I oh my god, where did we leave off? I don't know, but I'm really happy that you came and did this. I'm yes. glad Alan hooked this up. Uh, you you had him on your show. You do you have a show? You have some yes. kind of radio show? I have a radio show, the Comedy Power Hour, and it is only once a month, but it's the second Monday. Um, of each month, and it is a good show so far. We we just hit our year mark, so I'm excited. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Where can it be heard? Um, it's actually on KUAW Radio. Um, you can hear it on all their platforms, their website. Um, I think they also have like you can a move archive. This Don't forget. Oh yeah, because it's all in my face. Um, <clears throat> it's um yeah, you can hear it everywhere on their platforms on KUAW. Um and uh they're also their websites um kuaw.org so yes so is this a radio show comedy radio show what mm-hmm, is the mm-hmm. i know i get nervous about these things um comedy radio shows so we about discuss, what it, we discuss everything you have comedy. a radio show Why are you yes nervous? so i like to um mm-hmm. look at different subjects because like i said i'm always about comedy and just putting comedy to every perspective of life um so i have a segment called this is not funny but it's funny um just random stories that you see throughout the media where you like you just gotta laugh at it my motto is always just laugh um so nice we cover those things we cover things that you like i said it's not so funny but funny um and then shit that's just funny that you like what like just random stories um of course tons of florida man stories but <laughs> <laughs> um if, you, if you're ever looking for content just google florida man. Right, right right but there's so like there if you think florida man is it there's just so many random ass funny stories that happen so we like to discuss those and just comedy news um politics that are going on comedy and just um you know i like to always i have a segment at the end of the show where i just like to root for comics that i think just is out here being badass and then i like to just cover everything and comedy coming up in kansas city that you can see because like it's podcast. everywhere exactly yeah yeah pimp it so. out Get the name it. out there. I will do it. I need more than six people listening to this thing. <laughs> I feel you. I got you. Me and my mom about to be tuned in. Yes. yes. She likes white boys. Holla at your boy, Miss Janelle. We both like white boys. It's, oh, shit. It's, trigger, it's, it's just triggering down. It's a family trait. It's a family trait. Uh, I mean, one of you can be my main. <laughs> <laughs> I am a great side chick. All right, so, there it is. Your yes. mom is my man. You're my yes. side piece. I'm a yes. great side chick. I just my attention span and it's you don't want me full time. I don't. I'm not, I'm yeah. right. Okay, I'm down. Mm-mm. Hey, uh so speaking of Florida man, another good one to look up is German man. Really? Germans have got some stories that are just as fucked up as Florida. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, they don't have running. alligators there. Ooh, speaking of alligators, <laughs> I uh, I, I'm I'm a big fan of YouTube. 
I do a lot of just YouTube surfing. And today, I somehow got down the rabbit hole of kayak kayaks. Okay. And it started out with this dude kayaking in the jungle, maybe like uh, Florida or something. Not the jungle, mm-hmm. but like Florida, Everglades, like canopy forest type thing. And an alligator attacked his kayak and knocked him over. Just like he's just kayaking through, da da da, minding my own business in my blue kayak. Just getting da, 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 cardio. <laughs> just, just whatever, chilling. It's beautiful scenery, nice whatever. And all of a sudden, you see this alligator from the left all of a sudden start swimming. And then it like kind of jumps out of, not jumps out of the water, like a movie. but lifts out of the water and just <laughs> hits the kayak, pushes it over. The dude tips over upside down. Mm-hmm. Of course. Now, at that point, you know. The alligator is probably like, oh, shit, this isn't something I can eat. Probably got hurt and took off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the guy is like, oh, my God, I just flipped upside down. This alligator is about to eat me. I have to hurry up and get the hell out of this guy. This thing. It's so good. I oh, I watched it over and over. I kept pausing it by freeze framing it, watching the wow. alligator just. Dun, dun. And you could tell, like, the guy was breathing hard afterwards and freaking out. And he took, like, 30 seconds to gather himself together. And then just, like, he books it out of there, just paddling as fast as he can to get the hell out of there. I would have. Let me tell you, (laughs) that is is scary. I don't, like, I don't deal with water situations well. Like, I fell off a raft, and I thought I was dead. And so I literally gave up. And my friends were, like, yelling at me, like, one, Dummy, you're in a life jacket. (laughs) (laughs) Two, the boat was like, they were like, Janelle, Janelle. And I'm like, no, I'm dying. It's okay. okay." I've made my peace. Right. I've met my maker. I'm not going to fight it. It just was meant to happen. And they're like, turn around. And I'm like, no, it's okay. I'm dying. Because I'm in my life jacket, so I haven't died. Um, And they're like, no, the boat is behind you. Just turn around and grab the ladder. (laughs) You've been above water this whole time the only time i was probably underwater is my initial contact with the water right. <laughs> but i just knew i was gonna die that day in lake conroe and i was ready i was ready but i'm glad i didn't because they put all these great shows on netflix so <laughs> so yeah well i'm glad you didn't either because now you get to be here great and i get yes. to talk to you Absolutely, yes. In 10 years, we'll look back from now when we're raising our child and I'm a single parent. I'm like, fuck you and your little podcast. Mm. Um. <laughs> like, but you know, we love it. We have so much fun here drinking yes. whiskey. Yes, and that is probably how a lot of women got pregnant. So <laughs> just kidding. I, it was just three of them and two of them aborted. So it's Aww. fine. But yeah, it's it's been a great time. Like I'm so... Like I said, just meeting different people in Kansas City who, like, have been like, oh, my God, I heard you are a stand-up. It's pretty cool. I thought I knew everybody in Kansas City. I don't. (laughs) I really don't. Kansas City's small. But it's still super big. But it still has, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Hmm. It's big enough. It's a small, major city. That's what I say. It's like a big city that's a small town mm-hmm. mentality. Because mm-hmm. um, like you're saying with like the comics, there's probably a ton of comics out there that you're probably unaware of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, when I saw the podcast list of best local podcasts out there, there was a bunch on there, like a couple on there I didn't, I've never seen before. And then you just realize like how many, just the, I mean, there's a million. 
I don't know. There's probably 1,200 rappers in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. There's probably 200 podcasts in Kansas. Like, how many stand-ups are there? Like, it's yeah. just... There's a, I mean, and with stand-up, it's just an ongoing thing. I know for you as a podcaster, especially with this pandemic, everybody started a podcast. And so there's... Oh, just, they started a long time. Everyone's yeah. got a podcast. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, everybody <clears throat> goes through a podcast phase and just... So, I mean... I, I can't think of how many times people have recommended me to do a podcast. Oh, really? and I'm like, y'all, I'm not consistent. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, just when I think about purchasing the equipment, like everything, like this studio, this space is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Thank I you. don't, yeah, I can't like mama likes shoes and weed. So, uh, <laughs> I can't see myself purchasing all of this, but it's, it's also, I it's stole a, most of it. <laughs> it's a full-time job, you know, it's, I mean, to be consistent on on recording and building content and then also staying on top of posting and algorithms and just the different platforms that you have to push your podcast to. And then to do the research on the background to make sure this is a legitimate source to push your podcast. It's a lot. Like I better start writing some of this down and starting to implement <laughs> some of that. <laughs> <laughs> You you got it together. You got it together. I'm so glad you think so. You got it together. <laughs> yeah. You I, would not be nominated multiple times for the pitch. It's not that you know what? It's not that hard. If I got nominated twice, it ain't that hard. Mm, okay. I okay. think. I don't know. Well maybe uh, I don't get it. Twenty twenty one is gonna be dope for me. <laughs> mm, I think twenty twenty is gonna be dope for you yeah, with this. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you're gonna win. Yes. I think twenty one. 2021 you'll probably win i'm well this year i didn't want to kill the competition but next year i will okay literally yeah i'm ready you know i'm ready to you know i totally believe in like the nancy kerrigan method um (laughs) just kidding no you're not not. and i love it yeah i'll be i'll be your goon Mm -hmm. give me a pipe Listen. I'll go bust some kneecaps. Listen, let's go. Brandon, Brandon, Patrick. Well, Brandon's in aware. Denver now. He I moved tra- to Denver. I travel. Okay. Yeah. Because Chris, Chris Porter was on the other one. Um, and I lost against Chris Porter, which automatically made me assume first place. So I was like, Chris Porter doesn't live here anymore. Yeah, so that's, yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. to kill him. <laughs> yeah, I don't like when they, That's why. And remember my previous statement when the Kansas City ah. magazine is full of shit and bullshit? <laughs> Somehow on the list though so i gotta give them Look, credit that's awesome and great <laughs> but you see where i'm coming from yeah yeah because i didn't know any other other guy i was like and i googled because i'm petty with a purpose so i was like who are these people i'm on my territory that i don't even know you know of course uh-huh. i did that for the pitch as well but at least i like have met these guys uh, you, you know. knew, hey, let's let's be real <laughs> you knew two of them on that list i on knew that all list. of them i knew all of them you knew teague hayes I knew Teague, yes. You knew... Jamie, yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. We've done a show together. And who's the other person? There's another person, right? Aaron and... Aaron, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. I just thought maybe you just knew Aaron. So you knew the, you knew all of them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We've all performed together. Okay. And that's why I... I That's one of the reasons why I, I just felt knew... I deserved to be on the list. I've been in every comedy room in this city. Respect my authority. Do you go up to the Rhino? They never booked me at the Rhino. Oh, they have an open mic night. And mm. it's a really good open so mic. So let me tell you about comedy. Um, once you get to the point of traveling the country and doing things, yeah, the yeah. last thing you want to do is go You're to an open good. mic. You're no, it's good. not about being too good because I love working there? out material. It's the 
It's the principle of going to an open mic and being amongst your peers who know you just got off the road from New York, Memphis, New Orleans, L.A., whatever, and they want to put you 40 on that list or 29 or 13 or 14. What if you went to like a place hypothetically called the Rhino Room and hypothetically the host of it was like somebody named Aaron Scarborough Mm -hmm. and you went up to him and said, hey, put me on number four or five. And he was like, yeah, I would do that. I I mean, this is a thing. I will say I, I sometimes block my blessings because I just won't pop up at an open mic because I've been to open mics and I know the status quo and how I get treated. <laughs> so, um, Have you I been kinda, to the Rhinos open mic? I've never been to the Rhinos. It it always fell on a week where I was just tired. Like I tell people, I work a full-time drive and travel full-time. Okay. So it'd be like on Mondays and Wednesdays is the last time you're going to catch me on club couch. Um, it's a really good, I, whatever, it, it's a good, I've done it a few times and I've mm-hmm. gone out there, it's on Wednesday nights mm-hmm. and it gets packed and it does, it yes. gets packed and you can get up there and be like one of the early performers mm-hmm. and, and, and speak to like, when I say packed for mm-hmm. this, I, I mean, it's 50, 60 people. That's, I mean, but for open and, and, mic, but, that's but it's a good. small, but it's a small, yeah. it, it feels big and, and it, it might, feels mighty. It yeah. feels big. It is, um, well, when the rhino comes back, and I hope they're coming please, back, they're ha- like, please bring me back. I'm you so just go funny. I'm so funny. No, I like <clears throat> to be invited to places. I'm one of those people. Um, what if you just put your own thing on? Because they do that too. We're like, hey, rhino, I would like to put on my own comedy show. I'm headlining. Maybe hire an opener and then just mm-hmm. sell tickets to that. That would be nice. You can do that. I think I could. It's but it. I struggle with getting a crowd out like i okay. that is my and i hate because i'm an empath i hate asking i'm not one of those people i do not like asking i hate asking i do not get on like that mic you know tickets i don't like selling tickets i don't like ask you know it's very hard and i had like when i first started comedy it was it was easy because it was like whoa you're doing this Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the point where you've been doing this for nine years every weekend, people just think, oh, if I don't catch her this weekend, I'll catch her next weekend or I'll catch her at the next okay. big one. And so it has just become like you get to the point where you just want to focus on what I'm doing on stage mm-hmm. and how I'm presenting myself on stage, because that's the bigger picture to me. Um selling tickets is it becomes stressful and then trying to get people to invest in you um also then you get people who just are total like oh i i enjoyed the show but the first comic you know he said something and then the wallpaper and in the bathroom like it was this weird thing i didn't like the paper towels and it's just like bitch but was i funny (laughs) like that's all that matters and so just when you do comedy for years and years and years you you just kind of get to the point where i'm a loner i like going to shows alone even when i just go to a show to watch it i like to go alone Mm -hmm. you know because i don't want to i don't give a fuck about your feedback did you laugh or not i don't care what the wings taste like i don't care who was funny at this point i don't you know like i don't care and then some people just start to build this bias like when you invite your friends and family, they just want to see you. And they don't realize that it's not just me. Like, there's other people. Like, I love my mom to death. She's the too. best hype man. <laughs> but she'll get to be like, that baby should have ironed his clothes. And I'm like, you said it loud <laughs> to where everybody could hear you, mom. <laughs> now you're not a supporter. You're a heckler. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> it's just, it's so many levels to, like, 
appreciating it and just wanting to do it. And I think once you become a person who's your 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 own booking agent, your own booker, your own, you know, you your own uh chauffeur, your own <laughs> I pack my own bags, you know. Just I mean literally, I mean, I do my own makeup for everything, my own hair, just booking my own hotels, making sure, you know, I've damn near done my own oil changes on my car before I go on the road. So being able to maintain all of that and schedule all of that, I don't give a damn how you feel about the show. (laughs) You know, I'm just happy that you're here. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it just becomes very hard to like, say, hey, buy a ticket to a show. Yeah. Um, and I think I've gotten to the point where I've done shows with a lot of big names that people just want those big name shows. They don't really give a damn if you are at blah, blah, blah. You know, it's sad, but it's it's true. Uh, so other than SNL, do you have I mean, you had spoke earlier upon maybe going to New York and mm-hmm. then with, all, with the pandemic especially New York, it kind of shut that city down. It's really mm-hmm. hard to do it. I think they're doing a few outdoor shows out there yeah, now. And it's, a lot of the outdoor shows. Um, and I guess COVID's really kind of screwed up comedians a, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot. It's affected yeah. you guys immensely, um, uh, more so than a lot of other businesses. <clears throat> you know, th- speculating that we get past all of this sometime next year like what are any of your your future plans and goals if you have any to to like move to a new york or a, or a la or something like that is that something you're want to pursue to, to get out of the midwest and make mm-hmm. more of a name for yourself and and, and get that next step and that, that next stage in the comedy ladder um i definitely still want to move to new york um like i said it's just to me, I love doing stand-up, but I also love being a writer. I love being a content creator. Not necessarily creating the content, but being the voice behind, um, you know, the content and directing it and giving that ideal and concept. I I struggle with being on camera. So for me, I love just being that creative force behind it. Um, and I think a lot of those opportunities to get into that world or to network are still in New York. Um, but... Then again, we've changed to where now you can audition for any and everything from, Mm -hmm. you know, the comfort of your own home. So uh, I still I just love the New York makes me hustle and grind. I think being on foot makes me more proactive, whereas here I can drive from gig to gig and it just kind of makes me be more comfortable. Um, oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. So there I'm on foot. Um, okay. I'm having to maneuver around and learn. Like everything <clears throat> is a learning experience to me. So it just makes me a little bit more hungrier. Okay. Um, you just want to walk around with your crystals. <laughs> yep. In my backpack. <laughs> I love carrying a backpack. That is my, yeah. So that's just my um, mindset. I think, um, I just think on a bigger picture because I think being here, um, I get so caught up on the, well, people don't like me and this comic doesn't like me. And well, this person, you know, didn't say hi to me. And I don't, I should not give a fuck at this point in my career because there's always going to be people that like you the bigger you get. Like I look at Lizzo, she's such a inspiration because you have half of the world like, oh my God, put your clothes on. And you have the other world like, yes, give me more, you know? Yeah. So it, I just have to kind of get, 
outside of that small town perspective and just realize go for it like I feel like I've made a name I've made history for you know and so I need something bigger I want something bigger I want something bigger yeah let me tell you something Mm -hmm. you want something bigger Mm -hmm. do it I'm gonna do it reach for it I'm gonna do it girl I'm Go do for it. Like once this shit come, <laughs> I think it's so there, there's of course a lot of negative is going on with COVID, mm-hmm. but I'm always the one that tries to look at the positive things that can come from tragedy yeah. from, from negative things. Mm-hmm. And right now with COVID, a lot of people, especially city dwellers and especially New York, they're kind of understanding the ramifications and, and, uh, the downfalls of being in a compacted area when something like a pandemic happens. Mm-hmm. Like, they got affected more than any other city in the country, I think. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so a lot of people are moving out of there. Crimes rising. A lot of negative shit's rising. Their, their government's kind of fucked up in that city. However, uh, with a lot of people moving out from there, I think rent is going to drop down because rent mm. in New York City is out of this world. Out of the like world, Like this yeah. studio will probably cost you $1,000 minimum a month, mm-hmm. probably more than that. Mm-hmm. And so with everyone moving out, maybe rent prices will start will start falling down like it did back, I don't know, like the early 80s. And then artists started moving mm-hmm. in. And so maybe there would be an opportunity with this where you could get like an affordable rent down there. Yeah. That, and that was city, my biggest and start fear. Start popping seven yeah. or eight com- comedic, uh, comedy clubs a night and just, and, and just hustling. I love it. I love it. And my mom, she hates when I travel there. Cause I'm by myself on foot walking through Harlem at one or two o'clock in the morning coming from a gig, you know? And I'm just well, like, Harlem's not as bad as it used to yeah, be. It's when you not. say Harlem, you think like the eighties Harlem, like I, I, I have to tell but her, it's not as bad as it, it you know, Harlem's like, yeah, fine now. It's, I mean, this is this is one thing Alan has told me, and it, it has resonated with Harlem me. Harlem Nights, baby. Yes, yes, that um, traveling, he's like, don't ever have a fear. Do not have anxiety. Don't, you are covered because this is already aligned for you. This is this is already meant for you to do. So Oh, Alan you, said yeah, that? Yeah, of course was, he did. Yeah, he was like, so you are. And, <laughs> I mean, and then when he finished it off with namaste and shit. Right, namaste and shit. <laughs> and real talk, though, like, and that's, that is what has gotten me through traveling, especially like people don't understand just being on the road by yourself. I have a massive uh, driving anxiety. I didn't start driving on the highway. So I was like 25 years old. Like I literally, Damn. I was in a really bad car accident and had to learn how to walk again in high school. My, uh, dream, my first driving experience yeah. is when I still had a permit, you know? So for me, it took me a long time to be able to just be comfortable in a car and I'm still not. So to get out on the road and then travel from city to city, stay in hotels, just maneuver. And I'm a very friendly person. Some people hate it. Some people love it. I speak to everybody. I spark a conversation. I do not meet strangers. So oh, you told me earlier, an introvert. That's not the I'm an intro. I'm an extrovert introvert. But I think when I'm nervous and I have to feel some some peace of mind, I'm like, oh, Gertrude with the clan hood on. What's popping, girl? I like white after September too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just you got you know like I just I make con- and it, it. Some people like I said, some of my friends are like, you got to stop talking to everybody you meet. But 
I love it. I just speak, even dogs, birds, whatever. I'm like, hey, everything's girl to me. So I'd be like, hey, girl, it could be a copy machine. I'd be like, look, girl, you better make these copies, you know? So it brings me some peace of mind, I think. Whatever works for you. Yeah, whatever. Crystal stones, you know, whiskey. Crystal stone, whiskey. <laughs> High West whiskey, double rye. Holla yes. at your boy. Holla at your boy. Sponsor me. Please do. I need to, I need I to start like looking for some sponsors. I, I think you should have some. Paid. You should. Pay me. I got a couple of dollars in my purse. What do I got to do for it? Mm, I mean, you already did it. That's it? Yeah. Give me a couple dollars. <laughs> Once we turn these mics off, I'm going to make the real bucks. <laughs> uh, magic Mike ain't got nothing on me. He got a magic mic, y'all. I got Some the lights. magic stick. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, this has been this is hilarious. This, this is hilarious. This has been real. This you want to cut audio. it quick before it gets real off the off the rails? I don't know. This whiskey is it's it's moving your spirit. You want more? I don't. It's like I want some, but I don't need it. You want some? But it's gonna kick it. in at the wrong time. I if I ain't kicked today. in by now, I haven't eaten today either. You. I had you a couple got that life. Yeah, I, I do got that life. I am a professional fuck up artist. Yeah, I, I am about that. I'll be two hours from now throwing up, trying to figure out where I went wrong. Oh, it's Sunday. You're supposed to do that. No. Figure not. out where you went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> figure it out and then pray. This is Pray, true. I went wrong. This is true. I went on this dude Ryan's Neanderthal podcast, got lit, ended up sleeping with him and his producer, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. That. Edit that. Edit. Yeah. Delete. Yeah. That that could that's what I feel like brunch was for us millennials. <clears throat> like like people love mimosas, the mimosa culture, but I'm like, yeah. y'all, champagne and orange juice is not good for your body if you you're gotta in drink your 30s. so much of it. It will no, no, you do not. That's the thing. Like I I don't know, like I don't do, oh, I do pasteurized orange juice very well with the champagne. Like it is like I don't it's been days where I have driven home and I've gotten home and I'm like, Well, how did that happen? <laughs> what does Leslie say? Well, shit y'all <laughs> that's how i feel like it's i don't think mimosas are for like maybe with orange or champagne and grape juice or something but not orange juice it's not a good combo have you ever i'm gonna completely steer this in a different direction two different i got a couple different questions and a couple uh, wow i'm fucked up <laughs> i can't talk i'm fucked up and he trying to offer <clears throat> people my whiskey y'all no, I'm not. <laughs> yes, I am. You want some more? Uh, no. All right. One question. I'll go with this first. Uh, do you know who Miss Pat is? Yes. You like her? Is she yes. the best? Yes. She's so great. Yes. And I didn't know if you were aware of her. I was going to. Yes. Okay. I have met her. Yes. Oh, you met her? Yes. When she did the improv a few, well, before the pandemic. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. she's fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. Her story is so good. Hilarious. Her story, how she grew up, mm -hmm. shot in the ass, shot in the <laughs> titty, crackhead father yes. that great had a crackhead baby at like 12 or something mm -hmm. crazy shit like that all right <clears throat> oh shit what's my other question <laughs> what are we talking about before that crackhead uh, miss pat uh -huh. oh i got it um have you ever thought or would consider or has a thought crossed your mind of like being a mentor or bringing anybody else into the world of comedy like 
maybe other women of color? Um, I I feel like I do. Is there something you sense, think about or would want to do that? I, like, I want to. I've I've tried it. Monisha says I'm a great mentor. And I'm like, girl, I don't know what I'm doing. But people have reached out to me. Um, but I feel like I'm kind of pretentious because I tell people to try an open mic, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know it comes off as like very like whatever, you know, because to somebody who's trying to pursue it, they don't see it. But I'm like, I can't honestly like for me, it's hard to mentor you if I've never seen you at a comedy show or open mic or anything, because I try to explain to people to get to where like people see me at the improv a lot and they think, well, oh, you know, like it's just, you know, a phone call, a text or whatever. It was me knocking my glass. Um, But I had to explain to people like you have to constantly be seen by them. And it's not just the open mic. It means going to shows and (laughs) like you know constantly going to shows and going to comedy related things and so sometimes I feel like I fail people on mentorship because that's where we kind of drop the ball you know and it's not like I'm trying to test people like yeah you gotta come to my open mic or my show it's just like I just would like to see that you do comedy before you tell me you aspire to do comedy no I think that's really smart Mm -hmm. I think that like don't waste my time Yeah. yeah Do the shit. Take the step first. Let me see how serious you are. And then I will start moving in that direction of taking you under my wing types. Yeah, because a lot of people expect for you to like be like, oh, you're going to put me on a show or you're going to. And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't vouch for you. Mm -hmm. Like I'm still vouching for myself. And even like I did five shows recently with a big legendary comic to the where the comic the headliner of the show was like, I don't even want her on my show. She's good. She is. She, <laughs> you guys can see her with Dave Chappelle. <laughs> no. Next but, month's opening. <laughs> but I wish. We're going to speak that in the universe. But, um, you know, it it gets to a point where, you know, you have, like, I still audition. And that's why I try to tell people, like, every gig I do is an audition. And even after doing five sold-out shows, with the legendary comic, I still had to turn around that same night and go do another venue as like a guest spot to audition to get people's proof to book me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all just pulled me from another show because you thought I was funny. Yeah. So that's why, like, when it comes to mentoring, I try to express to people like there's always going to be a constant. You have to prove yourself. You're always taking the fucking SATs, ACTs when you do comedy. Um. So like. I have to, not necessarily I have to see you first, but I just have to see that you're interested. You don't Mm -hmm. say I want to go to the NFL and you never fucking threw a football. (laughs) So that's that's just where I get. I I meet a lot of people. Like literally every time I do a show, there's somebody who writes me and is like, I just really want to get out there. And and then here comes my, they'll express three paragraphs worth of shit. And I'm like, go to an open mic. And it seems like a dick move, but it... I, I've literally nine years and I still do open mics. I literally headlined a show in somewhere in the middle of Illinois and drove back seven hours and on a Sunday at random to do a guest spot at the improv in Kansas city, which is the same comedy club who has paid me to feature. So it's always constant work and constant backtracking and you yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, just like do comedy before you say you want to, do it because people think that it's amazing and it it is don't get me wrong but there are some very 
there's some other sides to it that people don't see. And right. a lot of times we don't express because shit, we're embarrassed or you just don't express your hardships like that. So hmm. open mic it and then like get screwed over by a janky promoter and then believe in yourself and start producing shows and then start getting screwed over by more promoters after you produce shows and so too. <laughs> and then tell me if you still want to do comedy. <laughs> Janelle Banks has been screwed over by producers I would show promoters oh my gosh so yeah sleep in your car you know sleep at a place that you don't feel safe or scared in do that for sure um, have, a, gonna, yeah. have a motherfucker pull a gun out on a group of people to get paid like there's so many stories I can talk about with comedy and people just don't understand the other perspective of it you have to really want to do it I believe that it is my purpose and my calling and the reason that I firmly exist on this earth is to be funny so you have to really want to do it and it's not just the cute stage part of it you know it's the work that goes into mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. it's a grind like anything else yeah like any kind of passion any kind of goal it's not gonna come easy you gotta put the work in yeah it's an investment it's a it's a hell of a monetary investment. Um, it is. People don't understand. I travel across the country for free to perform comedy because I believe in myself. There's yeah. no kickback from it. You know, when I, I do comedy travel festivals, for free. yeah, I mean, but it's it's traveling free because I'm I'm paying for like, it. I, I, like, <laughs> I, like, don't get me wrong. I travel for free. I do travel for free, but I have to sleep with the ugliest women to do so. But it, <laughs> it works. Like you I'm sleeping with myself, so you see how it is. <laughs> but it's it's definitely something you have to have a, a. It's so many different things that you have to stay focused and positive about. There's levels know? to it. Yeah, it's levels. Crowd interaction. Um, I can have a phenomenal show, and there's that one person who will come to me with a, well, you know, I don't think that was, or this is politically, or this is, you should, you know, or like lately, uh, people who have been coming to comedy shows, I appreciate them because you have to really like now you're committing to not only buying one ticket but two automatically when you come to a show. Um, you're dealing with all the CDC, you know, guidelines, and then, you know, just being brave enough to be in a room with other people who are literally hacking their fluids from their mouth, from which the COVID came from (laughs) in a room with you. Um, a lot of these people are drunk and my favorite part is when they yell at you and follow them on Instagram and they're like, hey, you should follow me. Like, I liked you, but you should follow me. And I'm like, you just paid $40 to see me. Follow me. Like, but. Janelle, do you follow me? I do. Okay. I really do. In your dreams too. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah, you chase me in your dreams. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, I appreciate people coming to shows and being drunk and just enjoying themselves like I feel like every like literally the second the first show people are very conservative the second show in a night people are fucked up and I love it yeah I love it it's yeah. it's real but then it's like oh baby I can't hug you because you know <laughs> that thing <laughs> that thing yeah that thing that thing <laughs> right <laughs> that's yes. what the COVID should be oh my god <laughs> yeah like 
<clears throat> why did somebody market that as a song? Because uh, Lauren Hill's crazy. That's why. Oh my god! It really is that thing that girl. You should watch out. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you know you should watch, watch out. <laughs> that girl. That girl might sneeze on you. <laughs> That From her thing, mouth. Yeah. That, <laughs> that thing, that thing, <laughs> that COVID. Yes. <laughs> yeah, look out. That virus is going to get you. Yo, hey. I ain't afraid of that fucking better. virus. Fuck that virus. I am afraid. Of you it. are? I am. Oh, man. I've, um, take, I've taken trains, planes, and automobiles all around. That shit ain't phasing me none. Like, I mean, in real life, I, like, I love... Like, I love traveling, I've, but I've always kind of secretly been a germaphobe and afraid. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't and, even. Well, yeah, okay. but now I'm like, like going to Memphis, I literally sprayed everything with Lysol. No, sir. <laughs> I'm such a bad influence. I know you I'm are. I'm so bad. I'm a bad, I'm a bad man. You are. You are. That's that You are. So, yeah, I don't, mm-mm. germs. It, I mean, because you think about, like, even working in an office setting. Like, I know several times, like, I literally leave an airport and come to work sick tired exhausted don't know what germs i brought from where and then you take vitamins and i try to take airborne i'm very i love sea moss i love apple cider vinegar i'm a, like I, I love to consider myself a holistic person because i hate doctors so yeah you hate science no i don't hate science you hate science i hate doctors because doctor. it's like you can go to the doc like you being, being overweight and you go to the doctor it doesn't matter what's wrong with you they're like well you know you're, you're obese not that overweight. Yeah. but it doesn't matter it just it's like no matter i'm like i know that i'm fat but i broke Janelle, my arm you're not fat. oh my gosh you have to say that because you are you love me now but I, honey, like if you're a fat under, i call you fat you're just under thick. under this hoodie is some good love and then extra good love, and then a little bit more good love, and like right. a pinch. Smidgen. Shut the mic off. <laughs> Turn this bitch. I'm off. plus size. I embrace it, but yeah, sometimes like I don't get me wrong. I love going to the doctor, doing my checkups, but sometimes I hate it because I'd be like, "Ow, like I got a you know a bug bite." Recently, I had an allergic reaction to a spider bite. And Damn. I'm, yeah. I'm For real? It was bad. What kind of spider do you know? I did not know the spider. Where'd it bite you? It bit me on my arm and it, it was just traumatic. Like my whole arm was just For real? three of my arm. Because at first I was just fighting it out. I was like, oh, I'm just going to put Are some Are you sure it was a spider? It. it couldn't have been. That's what they perceived okay. that it okay. was. Because it was just this big lump Whoa. in one spot. And it went to town on my ass. And. It, yeah, like I thought I, I put like some bentonite clay on it thinking, oh, you know, some what this clay is black women use it for everything. Mm-hmm. And um, we do facial masks with it, but it also like sucks poison out of things and stuff like that. And so I put that on it and I'm thinking, oh, when I wake <laughs> up in the morning, I'm going to be straight. Woke up and I was like, oh, bitch, you got three arms. <laughs> All right, Janelle. <laughs> You know, science is bipartisan. <laughs> it doesn't care about anything. It's very it, bipartisan no. right now. It's very, yes. <laughs> Whatever. It's like, it just wants the truth. It just wants to help you out. Follow science, not mm. these wacky little, what was it you're putting on your arm? This clay. Clay? Yes. Clay? It's like. You know, it's 2020. Put some fucking uh, 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 be, uh, benzo. Uh, uh, well, Benadryl. I did. Benadryl I did, but it. it wasn't like, it just. 
it would stop the like itching and redness temporarily, but it That's wasn't stopping want. the swelling. So I was Ice. like, whatever it was, I needed to, to be sucked out, you know. So that's what that clay was supposed to do. And I, all right, I get it. It's I, an I Indian it's healing like, clay. Oh my I, god! Was, <laughs> was well, you're right. When you need to get sucked out, and you need to get sucked out. Like, <laughs> sometimes that's Indian clay will do it to you. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, so yeah. Needless to say, three prescriptions later, I'm better. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, the shit happens. So I, but I, I'm very like just common things, you know, like natural colds and stuff. I don't just quickly jump to like Nyquil and things like that. Like I try to battle things. Right, try to. Um, I love Rub some crystals on you. No, face wax, garlic and honey. You know yeah. those type of things. I use honey for everything. Um, so yeah, but I try. It's also about being preventative. Like I try to take those things on a natural basis, so you don't get sick. I try to boost my immune system. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. With whiskey. With whiskey. <laughs> With Tequila whiskey. is great for your immune system and your body. Wine's good. Yeah, I'm a chronic red wine drinker. I do like a red wine. I love a red wine. I'm a Pinot Noir. I have to stay away from because it's very much like the Hennessy of wines. <laughs> it will put you on your ass. Um, and you can feel it in your body for like 72 hours, but that's just my testimony. Um, mm. But yeah, I love red wine. It is mine. It's my happy place. Yeah, I like a good red wine. Janelle. Yes. I don't think we should go any further. <laughs> We've been here for what? We're going to have to do this again. Yes, absolutely. You want to do it again? I would love to. I need, I'm always looking for fun comics and okay. I think I, I think I made a new friend today. You did. I hope I you did. You did. You did. Bring me a steam, uh, not steam, but a uh, uh, seafood, seafood boy. Yeah. With the neck bones. With the neck yeah. bones. Yeah. You know what? I'm done talking. I'm <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I won. I won. I'll keep going. <laughs> it just won't be entertaining and, and like people they won't enjoy it. We'll cut it off and keep going. Like it's Sunday fun day. Yeah. Absolutely. When we cut this off, I like I'm still going out tonight. I'm having more drinks. Yes. Yes. Like Live shit's going to get yes. weird. She's going to get real weird tonight. Get weird. You got to live your best life. At last week we had ghost hunters on. This week we got the best uh, female comic and uh, I take that back. We got the best comic in Kansas City Ooh, right now. You hear that, Brandon? <laughs> Brandon lives in Denver. <laughs> Brandon's in Denver now. Yeah, he's the yep. best comic in Denver. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, next week I got uh, Vietnamese ca- uh, coffee woman on talking Ooh. about that. Like, we, we, everything's great. Is she bringing samples? I hope she does, but I'm, I don't ever ask for anything. Because so I'm gonna be does. over here trying to hold up a brick on the wall. Like, you want to yeah. come out? Like, <laughs> A chair. If you really want to come, you can come hang out in that chair. Yes. That's right. awesome. Uh, I'm going to give this time for you to pimp what you'd like to pimp. Say whatever you'd like. Talk shit on me or anybody else. <laughs> or whatever you want. This is your time. And then I have to get off here before I make more of an ass of myself. <laughs> uh, I'm Ryan Westa. This was Neander Talk Podcast. Thank you, everybody. Janelle, take over. Um, my name is Janelle Banks. You know me as Janelle Banks or Miss Just Laugh. That's M I crooked letter, crooked letter, J U crooked letter, L A U G 
H. Um, so you can find me on all social media platforms at Miss Just Laugh, M-I-S-S-J-U-S-L-A-U-G-H, uh, on Instagram, on the Twitter, on the Facebook, as well as MissJustLaugh.com. Um, you can catch me on the NYC Funnies coming up. Uh, I'll be doing comedy for New York virtually from my living room in Kansas City. Um, but make sure you catch those shows. I post them on my Instagram with all the details. And next week is my birthday. I'm turning 36. But not only that, I get to bless the Michael Collier Morning Show, which is just a phenomenal, like, outstanding, amazing opportunity. Um, so make sure you check that out and just stay tuned. I'm coming for you, America. I'm coming for you. She's coming for you. I'm coming in you. Podcast. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>